Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by From Within Records. Tomorrow, the Human Work LP releases worldwide, and I'm so stoked for everybody in Warren. I know how hard they worked on putting that record together, so I'm super stoked for them. And if you haven't heard it yet, you can head over to Brooklyn Vegan's website. They're doing an exclusive stream of the record right now, which is super awesome. So please go check that out. It's such an awesome record front to back. And if you haven't, you can still head over to the From Within Records Big Cartel to pick up a copy of the vinyl. And you can also head over to the Streets of Hate Big Cartel and pick up a tape if you're into that. But like I always say, if you're not following From Within Records on Instagram or Twitter, I highly suggest you boot up your social media and click that follow button. They just announced that the payback discography CDs are going to be available next week, which I'm super stoked about. It took me by surprise, and I seriously can't wait to order that. I'm going to pick up a copy. Shackled, their new album's on the way. So shout out to New Jersey Hardcore. MH Chaos. Still working hard in the studio. I'm so excited and looking forward to that. Shout out to Chicago Hardcore. Roster posters are still available. So while you're at the Big Cartel pre-ordering your copy of the Human Work LP, just slide over, pick up a roster poster. It's super awesome. So many awesome bands on that. And it's only going to get bigger. So please, like I always say, support From Within Records because they support us. Also, Streets of Hate, the infamous Streets of Hate, hardworking they have a split releasing march 16th pain of truth and age of apocalypse i seriously can't wait to hear that it's going to be amazing two awesome new york bands coming together for an awesome split which is just such an awesome idea so shout out to streets of hate for putting that split together and releasing worn human work on cassette shout out to nicole and alex for always working hard much appreciated. On today's episode, we travel to the SWB. We managed to track down Dan, the singer of Warren, and this is a long time coming. I've supported this band uh, for a very long time, and I'm so happy to see them develop and grow as a, a band. Their their music just continues to get better. Like I always say, if you haven't checked out the Human Work LP by this point, please hit pause right now. The podcast will be here when you get back, but I would much rather you go stream their new record because it's so awesome. Front to back, I love it. And just knowing how hard they worked on it just makes me appreciate it that much more. And I'm just a fan of uh, their area. Uh, so many great bands to come out of the SWB, and it, it just is so cool to see that trend uh, continue to happen, to see Warren, uh, in my opinion, uh, you know, put out an awesome record. Uh, the strength of the music speaks for itself. But it was a pleasure for me. Uh, Dan is a great friend, and it was just so fun for me to talk to him. So please strap in, enjoy this podcast, and without further ado, welcome Dan Schultz to the show. Welcome back to the podcast, Dan. How's it going? I'm doing well, man. How are you, dude? I'm I'm awesome. Uh, it's it's awesome to have you back because uh, this is something that it's like my long term plan is finally um 
coming to fruition. I, I feel like um, in those early days of the podcast, which you were a part of, um, it, it was nice to you know have you on because obviously I, I was a fan of Warren back then and I still am now. But to be able to have you on the podcast so early on, plant that seed, you know, um, build that friendship and the relationship. And, you know, here we are two years later and having you back on. Um, it's super awesome. Yeah. Oh, my God. Has it been almost two years already? Yeah, I, I was uh, actually <laughs> curious because obviously, um, you and I will we'll, we'll talk from uh, you know time to time on social media and I was like, when was Dan on? So I actually looked it up and uh, you were on in 2019. Oh, shit, man. <laughs> yeah. A lot's happened. Seriously. If, if you think about back in 2019 uh, versus where we're at today, whole different world. Yeah, it's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Everything's fucked up, but it is what it is, I guess. Yeah. You know, it's a uh, part of life. We just, you know, have to adapt. Uh, we didn't plan for any of this. So. I'm, you know, we're, we're here, um, you know, we're alive and I'm just uh, curious about you. Last time we talked you were in school. Is that still the case or did you finish? Yeah, I decided to transfer and go to a different school and keep, just keep going. There's no reason to stop, I guess, especially like right now. No one's touring. No one can like do anything. So got another year and then I'm done. Okay, for sure. Yeah, I, f- I feel like, uh, yeah, right now I just be able to maximize uh, the, the time and not have to worry about working around either schedule. So you can just, you know, uh, just try to get this out of the way and, um, you know, be, be done with that. And so it's one less thing to worry about. Yeah. That that's what I'm hoping for. I mean, we're getting offers to, to do stuff in like summer of 2022. So it's, that's when I'll be done. So I'm hoping it'll be cool by then. I feel like, that's you know what I mean? Hopefully the world is fine and uh-huh. you know, well, yeah, hopefully um, things get better, but I feel that's like really, it's really early to try to present any offers for that now because who knows uh, what it's going to be like then because obviously we can see how fast the world can change. So um, have you guys committed to anything or are you guys even interested? Because I, I feel like it's really far out. So out of, uh, I don't know how to describe it. We said yes, but okay. we all talked about it and we we're like, it's all play by ear. That's mm-hmm. all everything is. It's like, oh, here's this, here's a tour. You guys want to do it? Yeah. Okay. And then that's all we'll hear back. And then you know how it goes. Yeah. It's like, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll talk to you in a year and a half to um, give you more details. Uh, like, I mean, you're peeling back the curtain. I uh, booked the podcast, uh, not too far in advance, but I feel like it's a, like, you know, sufficient amount of time to, you know, give people, uh, like enough notice. And, uh, for me, for it not to feel like an eternity from when I get, uh, you know, people to commit versus when it actually happens. Uh, but it's nowhere near, uh, like a year and a half. So that's just insane to me to think about, but especially not, um, not the fact that it's just a year and a half, but, um, the fact that it's so, um, like, unsure on like what it's going to be like then because it's not even a guarantee you know because like if it was like pre-covid and you know they wanted to book something that far in advance i'm like okay maybe that is a little strange but at least you had a better idea of it actually happening versus now where it's like you know we're still kind of in the dark yeah i i don't know we've always been kind of like a a last minute band mm-hmm. not like us scrambling but it's always been like hey do you guys want to play the show that happens in like a few days and we're like yeah sure or you guys want to do this very few times have we ever booked stuff out like far in advance. So over a year and a half from now to have something maybe happen that could be postponed another year is kind of annoying, but 
it is what it is again. Yeah, because uh, I, I guess it couldn't hurt to just say yes, um, you know, because I guess it would be cool if by then it, it actually happened. But um, for me, I don't know. I, I'm just I, I, I just kind of scratch my head at that because obviously I'm, there are things getting announced. Like there was like that um, uh, that fest that got announced that Clemo got a, a whole lot of shit for, which was <laughs> <laughs> uh, shout out Clemo. Um, hopefully he <laughs> shout out Clemo for real. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully he's doing all right. Uh, you know, I, I, I feel like um, he just kind of caught in the crossfire, um, you know, because he, he didn't book it. He just, you know, posted the flyer like, hey, we got the ass to play this. But uh, he, he got it pretty bad. Um, uh, now I don't know where I was going with that because they're just laughing about Clemo. Um, uh, oh, yeah, th- th- there are things happening. Like, uh, was it um, Outbreak Festival got announced like six months ago um, for this upcoming summer, which I was uh, you know, I'm still scratching my head at. And hopefully, you know, if it happens, cool. Like, I, I want all the bands to be able to you know travel and play if it's safe and everybody can be fine. But uh, I, I think it's pretty interesting that you're you guys are getting offers for 2022 because like in my mind I haven't even thought about 2022 yet. I just want to get through you know 2021. Yeah, I mean, I just tri- I'm just focusing on like the day to day and what's coming up and mm-hmm. having something like that super far out. I know like the UK is like lifting their social distancing stuff in like June or whatever because mm-hmm. there's like a UK hardcore fest happening that isn't outbreak. It's like uk bands mm-hmm. and then i don't know how outbreak's gonna happen I, I don't know how u.s bands are gonna get over yeah i have no idea either because uh just to you know ev- get everybody tested and um if there even are restrictions by that time who knows i don't know see th- th- that's what i'm saying it's like uh things are moving so fast especially now with like these vaccines rolling out and people uh you know getting vaccinated and um, especially out here in orange county like i, I was uh speaking to uh, some people yesterday that, that, that had on the podcast, and I was telling them about how over the weekend I went to go pick up breakfast because you know I was hungry, wanted food. But I, I walked into the restaurant and I didn't realize that they had indoor dining, so it was kind of like a shock to me because I walked in and it didn't help that the restaurant was like super dark to begin with. Um, but uh, I, I walked in expecting you know just to see the workers and grab my food and go, but I walked in and there's just families eating, which was uh, cool, but I, it was just totally unexpected. So. Uh, things seem to be uh, getting lifted slowly out here here it's still about the same but the rollout for the vaccine by me has been like dog shit we just got hit with like a crazy snowstorm that lasted like a couple of days and then got hit with another sto- snowstorm and then another one and then another snowstorm mm-hmm. so that delayed like a lot of facilities from getting the vaccine apparently and they ran out of like stock so it's just been a fucking nightmare. And are you, are you going to get the vaccine? Are, 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 you, are you qualified? Yeah. I mean, I have a immune compromisation. So does my mom. Mm-hmm. So we're eligible to get it. I've been trying to get it for like a month now. Just no luck with just that. No luck. Damn, that's wild. Uh, I'm not like, I'm not able to get it, but uh, right now I'm, I'm still kind of, uh, I, I have like the, the antibodies so I, oh yeah that's right you just had it recently yeah 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 i got through it so uh I, i'm fine I, I i just joke and say I'm, I'm a covid survivor you know like super dramatic but i'm not really like out there like you know preaching it I, it, <laughs> it was just a thing like it, it happened um it was very like sudden but it but happened and I, I made it through and like i just tell everybody uh you know it affects everybody different and i was you know i i, I was down for like a week and a half and uh you know it, it felt like i had a mix of a 
a fever and food poisoning. And that was it. Like I, I didn't lose my taste or my sense of smell. I was just uh, throwing up and couldn't really do much. I, I just laid around a bunch and uh, was just super bored. I hated it. Cause like, even though um, I, I could like, you know, still kind of function, I, I my just uh, men, like mentality, I just don't want to do anything. I couldn't really concentrate. So I didn't um, really watch anything. I just kind of laid around and just contemplated like what I was doing with my life. Yeah, that's exactly why I don't want it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like not not from like, oh, maybe I could die or whatever. But mm-hmm. I just want to lie around and like think like, is this how it's going to go down? I got COVID. Now I can't fucking do shit. And now but this is a wrap. It, it totally messed up my sleeping schedule because I would just like sleep all day and then I would just wake up at the most random times of the night and I, and I couldn't sleep. So I would just try to watch like the most random movies, uh, movies that I was that I've had on like my my imaginary list uh, of movies that I need to watch. And I don't know if it was because I was sick or if the movies were just that bad. I, I, I was not interested in, in anything that I watched. Like, all the movies that I watched while I was sick, I just don't want to watch again because I, I wasn't that entertained. Uh, but there were moments where I, I, I would be like sitting like three in the morning, like, man, does this, is this going to kill me? Do I just not know it? And I was like trying to figure out like, man, like, what was my last tweet? Like what, people are going to go look at my Twitter feed if I die. And hopefully it's nothing stupid. Um, but I was just, you know, it's just those, you know, I was up at three in the morning and uh, the most random thoughts were coming to my mind, but I, I'm just happy that it wasn't, uh, you know, too bad. I, I didn't have to go to the hospital or anything crazy. I just took some vitamins and uh, kind of just let it pass. Dude, it's been wild. I mean, out here, it's been, like, skyrocketing. We were able to record the the record right before, like, the holidays. And right before everything started really, like, skyrocketing and going crazy. And then I think it wasn't until last week that we got together and, like, practiced. So we recorded, like, end of October. Then went months. I went months without seeing anybody. Mm -hmm. Because that's when it started going crazy. And I was like, ah, fuck this. Yeah, you don't want to risk it. Yeah, not uh, at all. Yeah, because I couldn't even tell you um, where I, you know, I got it. Like, I, I tried thinking about it, like, oh, like, where can I have gotten it? And I imagine I got it while I was at work because I was, you know, out. And that's when I'm mainly around people. So that's where I kind of just chopped it up to like, OK, maybe I got it at work, which is fine. Um, but you, you mentioned the record and, and you're speaking about the, the human work LP, which I'm super excited for. I, I can't wait for that to come out. Uh before you guys went to record did you guys already have everything like nailed down like all the song structures and how everything was going to go perfectly yeah we we gave ourselves enough time realistically we started writing for it in like april 2019 okay that's when we wrote uh total disease and harm you that came out on like the popwood tape mm-hmm. and then we re-recorded those and throughout like the summer in between like us doing a, a couple of tours and playing shows and whatever we kept writing and we had like five or six songs finished by February of last year. And our goal was to record like May or June mm-hmm. of 2020. And then everything went to shit. It started calming down around here. So we got back together, started writing, finished writing in September, August, and then went up to Will Hurst, who's in a restraining order maniac recorded like mind force and all of his bands and combust and uh yeah we got it done there in three days and was there any uh thought to release it last year or did you guys want to like hold off um, we knew it wasn't going to come out last year mm-hmm. that's when we, we recorded it like the week before halloween okay so we knew like oh it'll probably come out 
originally we were like May and you know, we thought about it, like, fuck it, we'll put it out in, in March, see what happens. Uh, the records probably won't be in until like the middle of May at some point, then they'll go from there. They'll start shipping. Okay. And no thought to uh, do it on like the anniversary of when the, this whole shutdown happened. Cause you think about the, the <laughs> date that is coming out, it's, it's um, pretty spot on to like, you know, one year ago, that's when like, uh, you know, that weekend or th- that week is like when everything kind of, uh, you know, went crazy for us out here in the United States. Honestly, didn't even think of that. <laughs> would have been funny. Though. It would have been funny though to be like, "Happy anniversary, COVID." Here's yeah. a the Warren LP. Okay, so I'm uh, you know got a bunch of questions about the record. I want to start with uh, the first single that you guys came out with, uh, "Public Execution." How did you guys decide on that being the um, first single for the record? Uh, Pete Butch, Caleb, and I kind of like sat down and talked about it, and I was like, I think the song is like the catchiest on the record it has a good single vibe it's track four just it rocks it's a good encapsulation of what i think the whole record is okay yeah i'm, I'm definitely digging it like when it came out it was uh really refreshing to hear new music from you guys because um, obviously you guys did have the uh release that came out in uh, 2019 but uh, maybe it's just because of um, how last year went and things were just kind of slowly chugging along, but to, you know, be here in 2021 and get new music from you guys. I, I was super stoked um, when I first heard that and got me super pumped on the, on the record. Thanks. I'm excited for it to come out. Hopefully by this time, the record should be available to listen to on Thursday okay. for a little early stream. So <laughs> that'd be fun. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm definitely stoked, and I'm, uh, you know, I'm definitely excited to, you know, obviously, like I said before, to have you here to talk about it. But um, you guys have worked with Will Hurst in the past, and I think he's super talented. And, you know, obviously the bands he's in, all awesome. But um, you know, his recording skills, I, I think, are super awesome too, because he's put out so many good bands. Some of the ones that you listed, uh, I was curious about uh, what your experience was like going back to him for this record. So this was our first time recording with Will. Oh, I, I, th- I thought you said worked with him before on. Um... No, we got uh, our 7-inch mixed and mastered by Will Killingsworth. Oh, okay. There's two wheels in Western Mass, which is really funny. All right, I mixed that (laughs) up. Okay, but what was your experience like working with him? Because like like I said, he was like super talented. Honestly, I don't know. If we ever do another bigger release, like an LP or a bigger EP, I think we'd have to go back to him again. Mm -hmm. He gets it. He's a homie. He's super fun to be around. Was down to give ideas and like push us and it was it was fun it was a good time yeah and, and I, I wonder if um, the fact that he's in so many awesome bands uh, you know and currently uh, if that helps like with his understanding when he works with these other bands um, with recording their records i think so i mean when i talked to him about recording in february of last year i was like yeah we have half a record written we should be done by the summer we'll come up in the summer and do it mm-hmm. <laughs> but he he, he was down. I told him like, Hey, can you get us in for here? And he was like, yep, let's do it. Okay. And you, you just mentioned, um, if you guys do another bigger record, you'd like have to go back to will. Do you think that this could be it for like, um, LPs go for Warren, even though I, I know it's early on the record's not even out yet. Um, so it's kind of weird to be talking about this, but uh, I kind of find that interesting that you said that. I mean, right now we have plans to do, uh, a split. I, I don't want to say with who yet. And mm-hmm. we're in, the early stages of like planning an EP, but I don't know what exactly will go into it yet. I, it sucks to, to say that because it probably won't materialize for like a year or so, 
Mm-hmm. But, but that's fine. You're always planning. We're always planning. Yeah, I, I feel like it, it's always nice to um, be active and stay busy. Um, obviously, uh, the record's coming out, uh, you know, this Friday. And um, obviously, uh, we got 10 new songs to uh, you know be able to bond with and listen to and um, appreciate from you guys. So uh, it, it's awesome. And I'm but I think it's awesome that you guys are also thinking ahead and not just going to sit on this record and kind of, um, you know, uh, be with that for a while. I, I like that you guys want to stay busy and uh, still want to be active. It's just kind of the way things are. You have to keep moving for people to be interested. Yeah, which I find because uh, some bands can, you know, kind of uh, pop in, uh, you know, every now and then and just, you know, kind of remind everybody like, okay, hey, like we're a band and people will just be like, you know, super stoked on it and they don't have to, you know, be in like the public eye all the time. They can just, you know, pop in, pop out every couple of years, which is cool. But then there's other bands that, you know, um, constantly are, are busy, which is cool, too, but I, I, it's um weird that there's really like no real formula to it it's just uh you know the the hardcore scene will just take to certain bands when somebody could do the same exact thing but people will just kind of uh, not even pay attention yeah it's strange i mean there's definitely a point where it's oversaturation mm-hmm. but i think i think taking the opportunity while you have some hype around you to kind of keep pushing your own momentum is necessary especially during during this we can't play shows can't really do anything so all i can do is just say hey we have like two new songs here you go yeah which is strange because obviously uh, the goal would be to want to get to see you guys live but since that's not a real option now um we just um obviously uh, it's not so i say like i was about to say that we have no choice but to listen to the music but that's you know the big thing is like i, I want to absorb the album and you know pay attention and dissect the lyrics and just uh, listen to it as, much, as much as I can. But then uh, the next step would be like, okay, I, I got to get to this live. And that takes it to like a whole nother level. Dude, it's crazy. I, I know so many other people have said this before, but it's crazy releasing a, a record that you don't know when you'll even be able to play those songs ever. Mm-hmm. We only played Toll Disease and Harm You, obviously. And at a show in Boise, Idaho, we played Public Execution last December. Or no, the the December before that, when we were on the road with Lower Species and Ingrown, mm-hmm. we were like, "Fuck it, let's play a new song." <laughs> There's like 30 people here. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, and now you're just kind of like it's just all up in the air. But uh, you know, I always uh, reference uh, Taylor Swift. She she just put out uh, uh, Lover, and uh, she didn't get to tour on that. She, she she did like some like you know like a couple like stadium stuff, but she had plans to do like this uh, Lover Fest. Um, and I, I got tickets to, uh, the, the fest it was in, I'm um, supposed to be in LA, but then since then she's come out with two more records, which is, um, not normal for like her, her cycle, her album cycle. Cause normally she'll put out the record, go do a world tour, disappear for a couple of years and then come back and, you know, repeat. But since, uh, that wasn't an option, her, her uh, world tour got canceled, uh, because of the pandemic, she was just busy. She's like, all right, cool. Like I wrote these all during the pandemic and, um, I wouldn't have been able to do that if I was doing these world tours and doing the normal album cycle. So here, just take it. And then she comes out with, uh, you know, that was folklore. And then she comes out with evermore, uh, you know, towards the end of the year. And it's just like, you know, super mind blowing. We're like, all right, she hasn't been on tour. So when she's, when shows come back and she's able to tour, like we have three albums that, um, we haven't seen live. 
So it's just like, what do you do? Like, you have to find some way to, you know, uh, put on a show, but you have so much to pull from. Like, it's insane. It's kind of like ballsy because I know a lot of, especially like pop music is singles based. Mm -hmm. So you just drop like a song here, song there, song here to drop three whole records, like almost back to back is crazy. It it is, um, but uh, for me, sometimes I, I feel like I'm, I'm like greedy because I'm like you know I'm uh, here as a fan and I'm just like you know wanting to take 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 and um, obviously I don't see like your guys' side of it like you know being the artist and having to you know go through the whole writing process and uh, you know creatively and trying to put out good content. I'm sure that's really challenging. So for for her to to be able to do that in such a short span of time is is insane. But um, uh, like I said, me being a greedy fan, I love it, but um, I'm just like, all right, I'll let her figure it out. I um, mean, how she's going to try to give us um, some sort of show whenever things get back to normal. But I'm sure it'll, it'll be fine because I'm like a huge Taylor Swift fan. So like in my eyes, she can't do no wrong. <laughs> it's crazy, right? Writing music throughout this whole thing and then coming to the realization, like, do we hold on to this? Do we wait until the, like there's a light at the end of the tunnel and then yeah. you have to compete with everybody who's going to drop a record? Yeah. I like early stage of the pandemic. I was just like, hold on, don't put anything out. There's no point. You can't do anything. But then like mid pandemic, I'm like, fuck that. There's no light at the end of the tunnel. The world's crazy. Just drop everything, put out music, <laughs> like, like let's go. And I, I, I commend every band uh, that has put out records and, um, you know, managed to um, stay relevant and to keep us active, um, you know, as a scene without having live shows. And then even all the new bands that have um, popped up during this time, which is insane because there's been so many awesome new bands. So I, I uh, like um, appreciate everybody is still willing to work hard, even though they can't play shows, which is like a big aspect of our culture. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I I didn't know what to expect when our record went up for pre-order even, just mm -hmm. off, off the precipice of one song. And then I think there's like less than 10 left now when the record comes out on Friday. That's awesome. It's fucked up. We've never sold that a shit before. <laughs> um, well, I, I, I guess it's, uh, dude, uh, just a, a testament of how... Uh, good of a band you guys are uh, you know think about uh your guys's body of work and where you guys have come from and the things that you've done i, I feel like uh, it shows uh, with those record sales that people are paying attention and you know like your guys's band yeah i'm super thankful for that i want to shout out carter too for mm -hmm. hooking it up and wanting to do the record we were super psyched to work with him and he rocks it's yeah so easy. I, I was building up to that um uh, so I'll, I guess we talk about that now uh, you guys are putting this record out on from within records. And when I got that news, I was just super stoked because, uh, you know, I, uh, you know, shows uh, presented by from within, we have a working relationship Carter's an awesome guy. So when I found out that they were putting out your guys's record and I was like, all right, cool. This is awesome. I get to talk about Warren every week in the intro, um, you know, guys that I think are awesome and, uh, you know, uh, hardworking and deserve to be on an awesome label like this. This is fun for me. So I, I was stoked to see that you guys were putting it out on From Within, but I'm curious, like, how did that relationship happen? So we did a, a live stream in the beginning of September, I think. It was like an ACLU benefit. Glitterer played, Fantasy Camp, um, Wicked Phase played, and a couple other local bands played. Uh, Ripped Away played, too. It was just, like, all pre-recorded live streams. Mm-hmm. And we didn't really know what we were going to do. We knew we were going to record. We didn't know who was going to put it out. We asked uh, Popwig if they're interested and they weren't interested in doing it at the time. So we we're like, okay, well, let's see what happens. And then 
uh, Bob Wilson hit me up and was like, yo, you want to do it with from within? And we were like, yeah, fuck it. Let's go. That's awesome. Because then we linked together. That was it. From within records, uh, they've been so busy, uh, you know, uh, this past year and even right here in 2021, we're only three months into the year and super active. So I, I think it's awesome that you guys were able to partner up with them because I, I think you guys fit well with um, their roster. It's not like, you know, too weird or whatever. Uh, I, I just see from within and worn together. I'm like, OK, I feel like you guys just go together like perfectly. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, we're definitely the. I want to say weirder band, but like the for lack of a better word, the weirder band on the label, you know, we're more of like the hardcore punkish band, whereas everyone else is kind of like you know just straight up hardcore mm-hmm. I don't like- but i think it's cool he took a, a risk on that and i guess it, it paid off pretty well yeah i i feel like uh obviously i mean you know, uh, bob reached out to you guys but i feel like they have like an ear for music uh so for the the, the roster if, if you look at it across the board i, I think every band is awesome there's not like one band where I look at like, man, like how did they get here? Like that, that band sucks or they don't deserve to be here. <laughs> I, I, I look at uh, the whole roster. I'm like, okay, these bands are all sick and I'm glad that he was able to, you know, work with everybody on it. And I, I, th- I think it's a good lineup. Yeah, it's cool. I can't wait for the MH chaos record. Yo, those guys are insane. They're, I can't wait for that either. Like I'm just seeing like on on Twitter, always posting like his guitar riffs. And uh, I'm just like so stoked because <laughs> that band's heavy. I, I, I love them. And I, I seriously can't wait to hear what they um, put out next. Yeah. It's going to kick ass. I I'm psyched for it. I'm psyched to just be on a, a label, like from within we're, we're tight with like the shackled guys and oh. it, the guys in payback. So it's just cool. It's just fucking, it's a good vibe. Yeah, and I, I feel like at some point there has to be like, uh, like uh, from within records showcase or uh, for me, I I think back to like Face Down Fest. So it would be cool to just see like a you know a, like a label like from within or any label like Triple B Flat Spot uh, just put on a, a fest of their bands. Triple B used to do uh, like a showcase, and that turned into like AHC, mm-hmm. which is just like everybody, I guess. Yeah, and they, they do a great job. I, I just oh, that's awesome! Yeah. Great fest for for me. It's, it's just bad timing, like when it, like the time of year, because like I do a trip like right before it always happens, and then like you know um, it's it towards like the end of December, so I was you know like holiday and all that BS. So like I, I've always wanted to go, but I've never been able to make it. But yeah, the, like I always uh, just dream about that Fury set from was it like twenty uh 14 2015 yeah that one was crazy man i wish i went to that year i only got to go in uh 2017 because every it sucks like the fest is sick but Mm -hmm. around that time it's always busy for everybody else so it's hard to like go especially like we were planning on going in 2019 and then we had the tour coming up and i was like i can't do it for monetary reasons yeah, for sure. No, I, I totally understand because that's always been one that, that I wanted to, to check off, but it's just like, so yeah, like I said, it's just bad timing. But the, it's a uh, good vibe. It's a good vibe for sure. Uh, I, I'm stoked to hear they're, uh, they're doing a, a comp. I'm not sure. Is it coming out this summer? The, the um, AHC is doing uh, another comp. I, I can't remember because I, I saw Triple B um, tweeting about it, but it's uh, supposed to be this year. Yeah. 
want to say summer, maybe it's fall. I can't remember what the time frame, but I'm stoked to to hear uh, that comment and see who's on it. Yeah, it's going to be sick for sure. But so you guys are on from within. Um, I, I'm curious with the record coming out this Friday. Um, can we expect anything else? Uh, you know, single wise or any videos or um, those two singles are it, and we just have to wait for the record. So Wednesday, March 3rd, we're going to be doing a stream of the record. So that'll be, you know, everything. And then we have plans to do stuff after that, but I don't know how they'll happen yet. We mm-hmm. just got to plan. I don't want to speak on anything too soon. Yeah, for sure. No, I, I totally get that because you don't want to, um, obviously, if it's not super set in stone, you don't really want to, um, you know, bring things up. Yeah, I don't want to give away any fun surprises for anybody. Yeah, you know what I always hate is when I would uh, see bands live, and they'd be like, "All right, we're working on a new record," and then they just disappear, and the record never comes out. And I'm just so puzzled because I'm just like, "Where did that record go? Like, how far did they get? Did they even write new songs? Did they record anything?" Um, so that always bums me out. So I don't want to get my hopes up. So I'm, I'm glad you're uh, you know, keeping a tight lip and don't want to <laughs> get us too excited. Yeah. That's a bummer. That reminds me of like the band demolition. They were so fucking sick and they would play songs from like a record that never happened. Yeah. And I'm curious. Yeah. Cause I'm sure maybe they have recordings because uh, I have people send me stuff uh, like, you know, beh- like behind the scenes off air and they're like, Oh, you know, don't send it to anybody else or whatever. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like, this is awesome, but it's like, but I can't do anything with it because obviously it's not my music to share. But then if it just never comes out, I'm just like, dude, the fans are cheated. This stuff needs to get out there. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm working on a, a new band right now. And I'm just waiting for like everything to get recorded and mm-hmm. I'm doing vocals on it. And it's just been like one of those things where it's like, this will happen eventually. <laughs> I hope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is it uh, with the um, same circle of friends that uh, you're no, with? No, no. It's a couple of people from New Jersey. Uh, some guys that were in Razorheads and Chrome Skulls and Siege Column. Mm-hmm. It's more like Japanese kind of punk stuff. Okay. Hell yeah. That's it. Yeah. It'll be cool. So you're staying real busy with the music, not just Warren. You got a whole other project coming down the road. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. Okay. Um, what was the um, writing process like uh, for you when it came to the um, human work LP? So between when we went into lockdown and before we met up for the, our first practice back in like May or June, Mm -hmm. I was just writing lyrics left and right. And by the time we had songs coming together, I already had lyrics done for songs. So I had like 15 or 16 songs worth. And then we'd get together and Peter Butch would have a riff and we'd all just be there and go over it and flush out the songs. Okay. And did you have to hear the uh, guitars and stuff first before you decided on which lyrics you're going to put to you know those tracks or did you just uh, already have like certain things in mind? I had a couple of things in mind, so I would throw out some ideas here and there, but mostly I would, we'd play the song a couple of times. I'd be like, all right, I think I got this. And we just went through it. Honestly, everyone talks about how writing an LP is terrible. And it it, it definitely is, but mm-hmm. I think it was one of the easiest experiences as far as writing music goes. I think we had a harder time writing 
our seven inch than we did this. Do you think that was because you had less experience or, uh, yeah, realistically, probably Mm. it's been at that point. It was like almost two or three years since like we wrote for the seven inch and recorded it. So it was like all, all new stuff. All at that time, it was all learning what we wanted to do, how we wanted to do it. And now we kind of figured it out and nailed it. I think when it comes to an LP, most of the time I I hear uh, people's uh, criticism towards doing an LP versus an EP. Uh, They don't really want any filler songs. They just want to have straight bangers. So that's why they would prefer to go the, um, you know, shorter route, uh, you know, versus like, you know, less songs versus more songs where um, they could have some filler. But for me, I, I like when I listen to an LP or an album, I like to listen to it front to back and I want to uh, you know, try to listen to every song and not uh, you know, just skip songs just to skip them. I, I want to see the body of work and try to understand what they were doing you know, with putting this whole thing out. Because obviously if they have like a whole album, they put work into these songs and it means something to them. So uh, for me... I like LPs because I, I I like to see like what uh, or see artists like kind of push their limits to to put out a product like that because I feel like it does obviously take more work to do more songs. Yeah, I'm an LP guy too for sure. I mean, I love a hardcore is definitely meant to be like a seven inch kind of game mm-hmm. or an EP game, but I think when a band puts out an LP that smokes all their previous material, there's nothing better than that. Like I love. Fury is like the best example. I love Fury. I love the demo. I love the seven inch Paramount. Oh my God. That came out. That was crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Paramount. That record is perfect. I, it's one of the best of like our generation. It's up there for sure. Yeah. I, I I'm so sad that it's been so long since I've been able to see them. Obviously nobody's seen them because uh, nobody's been doing shows, but it, it was always special for me to, to be able to see them uh you know out here in orange county and then even just going out you know just to la or wherever just seeing them anywhere i i always just love that band uh having that little bit of like hometown pride but just the 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 music's just straight up even if they weren't from orange county if they were just like you know fury from wherever uh the the music's still amazing and i just love it so much so i'm just happy that i get to experience it like you know in real time and be here for that stuff because like going to the paramount record release show was uh like just a crazy night i'm got there late because i was working like three jobs at the time and i I missed like every band except for i think uh i think like the last two bands i I can't remember i think i might have been force order who i saw and and then i I got the whole fury set which was perfect dude fury is like one of the few bands that can write two great full lengths Mm -hmm. one of the very few hardcore bands that can deliver on that it was always awesome to see them like on the East Coast, whether it be like Wilkes Bear, New York, Philly, wherever, like love that band. Great dudes too. Yeah, I, I you know episode one hundred, which seems like you know ages ago, uh, it was with uh, Jeremy from Fury, and he he talked about um, and I, I also I haven't listened to that interview in forever, but I remember um, him and I talking about uh, the song Birds of Paradise. And he, he told me that they filmed a music video for it, but it just never came out. And it was just like one of those things where I was like, damn it. Like there's like, you know, obviously uh, he, he talked about like the scenes that they had filmed and, uh, you know, what they were going to do with it. But it just never came to fruition. And I'm just like sitting around. I, I honestly I constantly think about it because uh, they haven't really put out anything lately. So I'm just over here waiting like, OK, maybe it's going to drop or maybe they'll speak about it sometime soon. 
but it's been so long. I was like, man, I hope I hope it comes out at some point. Like it could come out next week or end of the year or something. I, I would still be happy to see it because I, I still listen to um, that record all the time. I'm, I have like a playlist on Spotify. That song's on there, so it's just something that I that I want to be able to experience at some point. Or if not, it'll just be some mythical thing that I talk about every now and then. <laughs> Hopefully, it comes out. That record fucking smokes ass. I can't believe it's been almost two years since it came out, too. It's a trip, man. Like it's fucked up. Yeah, and and I, I know um, they're supposed to do a, a full U.S. And maybe I'm spe- speaking out of term. Maybe I, sh- I shouldn't be talking about this, but um, they were supposed to do a full U.S. in 2020, but obviously. That was one of the, that was that fell victim to the pandemic, which sucks. We were aiming to do a full U.S. not last year, but this year for the LP, mm-hmm. and then now it's like, uh, whenever I guess. Um, did you guys like kind of have like a route in mind? Because I'm I'm curious for for you guys, um, because obviously you guys have done some tours, but not a full U.S. Did you guys um have? Uh, the idea of wanting to play places you'd never been before, or did you want to go to like familiar markets? We wanted to do a mix. I I was thinking of us trying to go like kind of in a big circle, like go through like Virginia and then stick to like the North and hit Colorado, Denver. Well, that's like central and then hit Idaho, Seattle, then go down California and then back across through like Texas and mm-hmm hit like the upper area of Florida and then come back home. Damn. That'd be sick. Uh, you mentioned Colorado. The, there's this band from, I, I'm pretty sure they're from Denver. They're called wide man. Are you familiar? Uh, we kind of played with them last year. Oh, really? Okay. Well, not last year, but well, in 2019. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was like a pre-show for SWB. They, they got on it. I didn't even know who they were. I had no idea who they were. And they were playing it. And then all the local bands got together and did like two songs. Mm-hmm. Just it was like, all right, see you at the fest. That's awesome. Yeah. Whenever I think of Denver these days, I always think about that band. So shout out Wide Man. I, I hope they're doing good. They, they had a record come out. I, th- I think it was, was it 2020 or 2019? I can't remember. But they had a, a release like not too long ago. It had been only like maybe like a year, maybe a year and a half since it came out. Super sick band. We're supposed to play Fatal Mistake in Denver whenever shit is good. Apparently, they're aiming for 2022, so 2022 will be in that, Denver. Okay, 2020. I, I guess <laughs> I guess that's the year. I'm uh, booking everything uh, for 2022. Uh, even though um, uh, I, I was actually supposed to be um, out in your area last year, but uh, those plans got scrapped. It was another victim of COVID. Uh, SWB last year was supposed to be crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Th- th- it was that's... supposed to be nuts. <laughs> like, it was supposed mm-hmm. to be really fucking good. Yeah. I, I was going to go out there um, you know, that weekend, but I will be um, going to your area in October. October? Okay. Hopefully yeah. shit's cool by then. I I told Nate Prosciutti, if things are cool or not cool, I'm I'm still going. We're going to figure it out. So um, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a ring when I'm there. Awesome. We'll get some food and whatever just hang out get some we food. uh i i got asked to book shows in like october and i was like i guess we'll see no no it's like i'm yeah let's see how the summer plays out and before i commit to anything because um we saw what happened to clemo and he didn't even book the show so 
I, I don't want I'm you to have, get murdered online. Yeah, don't want I you mean, to have to go through that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, Clemo, I love you, bro. But sometimes, just take the L. Yeah, you got to know when take to. Take the loss. Don't fight it. You can't win in this situation. Yeah. Uh, but go listen to Ripped Away. Clemo's uh, a good dude. He means well. Um, but because I, he, is the hive still active? Because I'm, I'm always curious about uh, since things aren't going, uh, you know, on. There's no active shows or anything. Are uh, you guys still going in there, maintaining it? Yeah, it's a practice space. Oh, okay, you, you guys um, practice there. Okay. Yeah, it's a it's a practice space, so it's still getting used every like every week. So I obviously uh, mentioned Nate Prashuti, him and I, uh, you know, talk all the time. Uh, he mentioned uh, there should be some jujitsu coming in that building soon. <laughs> so I'm curious about you because uh, I, I know he's going to try to pawn and try to get you guys all to, um, you know, start doing jujitsu. Uh, I'm just curious about your uh, mindset on that. Is that something? Have you ever tried it, or are you even interested, or would you even uh, uh, like attempt it? Since you're going to be in the same building right down the hall, maybe I'm not sure what the layout is. <laughs> So right now they have the mat rolled up in the the hive itself, and it's just kind of sitting there. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking big; <laughs> it takes up like the length of the whole room almost. And uh, but every once in a while, Nate will be like, "Come on, man, don't you want to do jujitsu?" Or he'll mention it to me. And I, I, you know what? After I get vaccinated, I think I'll, I'll go to one class, catch the vibe, and bounce because I might I might wake up at five a.m. to drive the Wilkes Bear to do jujitsu. How far uh, are you from the the hive? Like forty five minutes. Okay, I guess it's not that bad, but it just depends. Because sometimes I'm in a mood where I I won't even want to drive like twenty minutes. Because I'm just oh, like, I gotta drive everywhere. I live in the mountains. It doesn't matter. Oh, really? That's yeah. It straight up doesn't matter. I drive everywhere. See, I I feel like I'm just like spoiled because like I I recently moved. Uh, you know, it's still in Anaheim, but I used to live on like the northeast side of Anaheim. Now I'm on like the the west side of Anaheim, and uh, where I, where I was at previously on, on the northeast side, I was like in a weird part of town where everything was just out of the way. But where I'm at now, it's like um, more like centralized, so things are like super close. Like the, where I go get like you know groceries and stuff, it's like a maybe like a two minute drive depending on which route I take. Like if I cut through the neighborhood, it's seriously like two minutes. Like it's super close. So when, when I think about wanting to go get like lunch or dinner, uh, I'm like, I don't want to eat like the same stuff all the time. So I'm just like, God, I have to drive 20 minutes. And it's like, obviously not that big of a deal, um, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things. But for me, just being spoiled, I'm just like, Man, I don't want to drive 20 minutes. And then I weigh out the options. I want to spend uh, ridiculous money to just get it delivered or do I just suck it up and drive the 20 minutes and try to find something to you know keep me uh, from being too bored on the road because <laughs> I feel like I, I, get, I, I feel like I drive myself like insane when I'm like okay I got 20 minutes to drive to this place like do I listen to music or do I listen to a podcast and then I'm like okay I'm like trying to figure out like uh, do I like are the albums gonna be like way more entertaining than like this conversation that I want I've been like meaning to tune into and, and then like I spend 30 minutes just trying to figure that out and then like my 20 minute drive turns into like an hour and it's just like yeah it's just like this big ordeal and I just make things like way more complicated than they have to be I I gotta drive everywhere and like there's a a tie spot I really like to go to it's literally like 20 minutes there 20 minutes back okay but I just kind of throw on music or whatever and deal with it. Curious about the tie spot. What's your go-to 
Um, it was yellow curry with tofu for a while. Okay. And now it's changed. I finally tried their fried their tofu fried rice. Crazy. Okay. I've I've only had tofu once, and that was when I was in Florida, like I think maybe two years ago. Okay. Yeah, it was tofu was, was bomb. It was way better than I thought. It was like um, it's like spicy, like crispy tofu. And okay, yeah, and and I, I just uh, you know in my mind, I, I thought it would just taste like nothing, you know, just, just something to chew on. But um, when uh, my friends that I was with, like, oh, you should try this tofu since you've never had it. And it was like it was like a tofu like rice bowl kind of deal, and it was actually like way better than I had ever imagined. You ever if you ever go to like a Thai spot by you, okay, try the yellow curry with tofu. Trust uh, me on that. You'll thank me for that. Okay. It's good. I will do that when we get off air because there's. A, a nice Thai spot down the road that, that I like to go to. So I'll try their yellow curry. Awesome. Dude, love yellow curry. So good. There was this, uh, well, the restaurant's still there in uh, California Adventure, uh, the theme park out here. They used to do this, uh, like, it was like this uh, coconut curry with chicken. And, uh, you know, you, you could get it with chicken or without, but it was just insane, just the, like, how well it tasted for it being like a theme park. Uh, meal because most of the time that theme park food isn't that good but uh, Disney the past couple of years have been like stepping up their food game so when I tried like that, that coconut curry it was super good but then uh, the restaurant had like a, a menu change and they got rid of it and I was just like super sad man I don't even I don't even remember the last time I went to like an amusement park out hopefully whenever touring and shit happens we can do some stupid ass shit <laughs> on the full US and hopefully hit Disney or something in like Anaheim yeah, th- that would be super sick. I always love it. Like my favorite t- uh, time to go to Disney is when friends from out of state come, like you know, come into town and they're like, "Hey, like let's go to Disneyland." I, I think those are like the best times because I've uh, been there so many times. It's like, uh, you know, it- it's still fun. I I I, I uh, appreciate and you know I'm thankful that I'm able to you know have the privilege to, to do something like that. But um, it- it's like you know, if I go by myself, it's you know, same thing. Whatever, I, I go see my friends, get on some rides. Uh, you know, go try out the new stuff and boom, that's cool. But it's just way more fun when I get to experience it with people who aren't there all the time. Yeah. That's how I feel about doing any sort of theme park or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's always fun to go with people that have never gone before. I think. Yeah. Cause I feel like, uh, like, like as, as much as I love it and like, you know, it's just like normal to me. So I, I it's, it's nice to kind of see like that magic for other people. If that makes sense. No. Yeah. I, I get you. There's a spot, I say around here, but realistically, it's like an hour away okay. called Knobles. It's just like a fun little like family amusement park. It's not tied to like anything. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like pro cop and pro military with the weird. They have some weird signs up and shit, but the rides are fun. You know, I've uh, talked to um, you know uh, Shane and uh, Brianna. They, they they've been on the podcast, and they've both. Oh, heard- I'm sure Shane talked about Knobles, right? <laughs> yeah, they, they they both brought it up. So I'm just like, dude, like, okay, if if you guys um you know talk about that and how it means so much to you guys, like, I definitely want to go check that out. So that's that's something that that I want to do whenever I, I go visit um your guys's area. Dude, it's cool. It's it's fucking out there. It's I'm in the mountains, but Knobles is like in the woods. You have to travel through like farmland, and then you come out. You go into the woods and you go back into farmland, and then it's just there in the middle of fucking nowhere. Okay, and is it like um, last time you're on the podcast? You mentioned like you were going to school with like these like uh, yeehaw people. Is that what it's like out in like that area? Oh yeah. 
So someone like me, if, if I showed up, like I would stick out like a sore thumb and would they like try to treat me different or would it be? Uh, not the amusement park itself, but I think like the area around it is definitely fucking weird pro Trump signs everywhere, pro cop signs, all that bullshit. Okay. So I, I won't be making too, um, too many stops. We'll just get in. Get Dude, you out. can't even go anywhere outside of it because it's just the amusement park. Oh, really? Okay. So you just drive through and it just seems. Kinda... Yeah, that's it. There's nothing. Dude, when I say there's nothing by it, there's like residential houses across the street from the amusement park. Hmm. Yeah, there's literally nothing by it. That's interesting. Well, it sounds fun. It sounds like, uh, you know, it could be a, a great experience. I, I definitely would love to travel out into like the woods and see something you know crazy like that because out here like disneyland's like smack in the middle of the city uh surrounded by you know uh, neighborhoods and random businesses so it's just like busy 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 so to be able to go to a theme park that's in the woods like that that, that sounds super fun it's fun it's a cool place is it big I, uh, it, it's pretty big yeah mm-hmm. surprisingly i mean they have so much land to work with realistically okay and I'm sorry, you were going to say something? Oh, I mean, when we were on uh, the West Coast tour, that was the first time I was ever in California. And when we got into Los Angeles, I was like, oh, damn, there's there's no room for anything. No. You're just stacked on top of everything. There's way too many people. <laughs> it, it's, it's so crazy because, like, um, recently, um, me and my buddy Johnny been, like, driving into L.A., trying out, like, a couple different, like, pizza spots and, uh, I, I'm like a love going to K Town. There's like you know some uh, record stores that, that I love going uh, to that are in K Town. So me and my buddy Johnny and Nate will like go there, and it's just like yeah. When we're driving in uh, and seeing the people trying to get out, it's it's just like dude, where are all these people like coming from? It's insane, dude. It's fucked up. When we did uh the pre-show for uh, for the children, mm-hmm. we. It took us like a while to get there. And then we had to like load up kind of early and then we had hours to kill. But the area that was at, there's like nothing around it to do. Yeah. To, uh, where you guys played, it was, it was a weird spot. Dude, yeah. It was like, I don't even know what the building was. Yeah. Same, same here. Cause we played in the basement and then the actual fest was like upstairs Stairs, on like yeah. the main stage. And it was, it was fucking weird. It was cool, but it was fucking weird, man. Yeah, was, I think I'm trying to remember, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was the first time I was there. Yeah, for 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 the children. Yeah, it was very strange. Like did you go to the the fest at all? The fest no, because um back then I was uh like commuting, uh you know, from uh Palm Springs to Orange County for work, so I uh, cut out. I was like, oh, can't make it to the fest as, as much as I wanted to go because obviously uh, I support SOS and love what they do every year. But um, just that point in my life, I just could not manage going. It was like, it was cool. The us playing the pre-show was cool. Seeing playing with Zababa was cool. Mm-hmm. Great band. Yeah, for sure. And uh, like the area it was in was like so weird. It was just like warehouses. Yeah, it's kind of like industrial, like out there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There was like a diner like around the corner, but then there was like nothing else, just nothing by it. I was like, this is fucking weird. Yeah, I'm trying to think, where was it before? It was because um, they had it at, at like a couple different venues. I want to say it was at uh, this venue that they don't do shows at anymore. Um, was it? I forget what it's called. 
just some like weird club, which I, if you watch uh, straight out of Compton, there's like one scene where they filmed inside that club, which I, was, I thought was like pretty interesting. I was like, oh, that's that club where I saw a uh, comeback hit a couple of years ago. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like the scene where I'm, uh, is it, uh, I can't remember. I, I think it's like uh, Dr. Dre is sitting at a booth and like Easy's like walking up to him. There's like all these, like, there's like some neon lights on the wall. Uh, it's just like very brief. Yeah, I haven't watched that movie in years. I got to rewatch that. Yeah. It, 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 I liked it, but it's just like really long. So yeah, I can't remember the last time I actually sat in and watched it. Dude, throughout quarantine, I don't know if you were like this, but I was like, yo, I'm going to catch up on movies I haven't seen or TV shows or whatever. And that lasted two weeks before I was like, all right, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm tired of new content. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I, I've gotten uh, back into like watching like uh, K dramas because I, I used to watch them with friends in high school, but uh, Netflix is like uh, taking like a real interest in like the like Korean market. So they're doing like a lot of um, uh, Netflix original uh, Korean dramas, which I, I think have been awesome. So if uh, you're interested or if you haven't um, seen any yet um, on Netflix, I, I would like suggest to go watch Startup. That's like my number one. And then I just finished this uh, K drama a couple of days ago called Run On, which is like uh, pretty awesome. But I haven't been watching like anything like too crazy. Like I've been staying up on, you know, the Marvel stuff on Disney Plus, which has been pretty interesting. Uh, WandaVision. Yeah, it's been amazing. See, I'm I'm not a fan. Obviously, like I I get, um, you know, uh, it was like, you know, a weird, wacky story, but I I just didn't like it. And for me, I I think it's because I'm so um, uh, interested in like the actual character Scarlet Witch. And I feel like. Um, they haven't done her justice with like, you know, what she can do. Cause obviously like we've seen glimpses of it in like the Avengers film. Um, and obviously like we know how strong she really is, but I, I just feel like they could do like way more with her. And I don't know. I feel like she deserves her own movie over like, you know, black widow who I think is like super whack. And like, yeah, I could give a shit about a black widow movie. Yeah. Uh, I'm hoping the, the last episode gives more. I know it's supposed to go into like Dr. Strange, but Mm-hmm. I like the show a lot, but I'm definitely with you, especially in the comics because of like House of M and all that shit where she can just straight up kill whoever she wants. And it's almost like she's like, it's so weird because they made her, you know, they made her not a mutant anymore. And then they're like, well, maybe. Yeah. yeah she she just seems like a, like super like watered down. Cause she's like, uh, I'm pretty sure she's like an Omega level mutant, but uh, I don't know. I'm see and I and it doesn't always have to be like all action or whatever because like that's not like what gets me excited. I I would just like a like a, a really good story. But watching Wandavision, I was kind of like just wasn't really digging it. Like it's it's cool. Like I'm not gonna hate it. Like I I love that they're um you know expanding uh, those characters from like the uh, movies to you know to this like you know lower level stuff because obviously before you would see the people from the TV shows um, getting like, you know, stuff tied in from the movies, but now it's kind of like, we're like, you know, kind of going reverse now, like the, the movies are going down to, to the TV shows, uh, which is a little different. because It's not on network and um, it's like way higher pr- production, but I'm, I'm just happy that we're still getting to see these characters. Cause I feel like a lot of people um, like from like the, the Fox era, like actors like uh, Michael Fassbender, I, I, I would love, and I think um, he would still be capable of doing like the role of Magneto. So like, um, even though like the X movies weren't the best, um, I I would just love to see him kind of just get brought over because we all recognize him as Magneto, and I think he could still do like a really great job, um, and, and even like you know Hugh Jackman, 
like I, he's still like fit enough and he's not that old and he could still be uh you know wolverine could he could grow into like an old um you know like an old man logan role or something uh i feel like there's just so much potential with what they acquired through fox that i, I just don't want to see it get like completely wiped out because obviously I, I know they're still doing deadpool um and we obviously saw you know a quicksilver in uh, wandavision but I don't know. I, I, I'm just so curious to see where they go from here because I'm not too excited for this upcoming phase when it comes to the movies because it's like, you know, Eternals, I, I think uh, I, I will be whack. I'm not like super interested in that. And I'm not psyched on it either. No. I, I want, I'll watch it because I just want to watch Marvel movies. I mean, I grew mm-hmm. up with the comics and still read the comics, but I, I'm more excited on who the, the villain could be. I'm hoping it's Mephesto. Like everyone is like, saying like oh it's going to be mefesto because that's what i would like to see is like them do satan essentially um i, I think he'd be like okay as like a like a villain for like a movie but i don't know about like the major villain i i, th- I think what they're what, what i was reading i saw some headlines today um i appreciate to click the article but i was like way too busy this morning but uh, I, I saw um headlines where uh like highly speculating mr sinister which that, see that's a weird phase villain mr sinister mm-hmm. well like see and like it, it's so weird because like okay they had um thanos who's like iconic and like you know the the whole like infinity um stones like major story and for him to be so powerful it's like okay like like do you go more powerful than him or do you go like you know less powerful which like you know you go less powerful obviously there's like way more options but not is like you know um is impactful because like okay if go less powerful they could be wiped out by like just like you know like one team it's not going to be like some major event but like um but but i feel like they're going to build up to that because obviously you, you know that uh they, they casted um I, i'm really bad with names but that that guy to play king the conqueror in the next ant-man yeah, film, which yeah. you know, uh we're getting time travel now which is going to be super insane um and I, I think he's an awesome villain but he's like super powerful so it's like okay like they're, they're sprinkling him in but then you think about um uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, that's still kind of like like a mystery. They have um uh, uh what's his name? Adam Strange or Adam Warlock. Adam remember. Warlock. Yeah, Warlock. They're like, yeah, they were hinting at it and I was hoping it was gonna happen for Endgame because mm-hmm. I'm a huge Nova fan and I don't think Nova will ever be introduced even though I was like uh, I know. Please, please give me a crumb of Nova, please. And that, well, that's just not gonna happen. <laughs> you got the Nova Corpse, which kind of sucks because it's like like I don't want this to represent that character. I want to see the actual character, you know? Because yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but see, like there, there's like uh, many different routes they could go. But then also, you gotta think about okay, there's this Spider-Man guy who's tying in these like two different like you know, um, or is it all one big universe? Is like you know like the venom and carnage and all that going to be tied into like what's already going on. Cause he's in both worlds. Cause he's supposed to make that cameo allegedly. I don't even know if I wanted, if I want that at this point, cause venom was pretty dog shit, but it was like oh, funny. Terrible. I did. I walked out of that movie. It, it's, it was so bad, um, but I'm obviously going to watch the second one as well because I'm a huge carnage fan and I, I want to see- fuck it up. They're going to fuck it carnage up so you bad. think so <laughs> can they go that bad two times in a row like you know uh, yeah oh yeah i would love for them to do like a maximum carnage storyline where mm-hmm. venom and spider-man team up and then a whole different cast of characters like cloak and dagger show up and try to stop carnage but i don't think they'll ever pull off a story like that because marvel would have to own the rights specifically for venom and carnage 
Yeah, it, it does get squirrely when they have to go deal with Sony. Because, you know, that stunt that Sony was trying to back out. They're like, oh, no, we're just going to create our own Spider-Verse. And then, you know, Tom Holland was like, no, like, we got to stick with, uh, you know, Marvel. We got to keep this relationship going, um, which is smart. I'm glad that they, they're still working together because I feel like it would have just went downhill without them to have that yeah. direction. But I'm OK. So, like, we, we've had, like uh, you know, like three different Spider-Mans since these, like, major movies started, like, popping off. But, like, for me, I'm like, OK, we all know the story of Spider-Man. Like, why can't they start tapping into, like, the other Spider-Characters? Like, obviously, Miles Morales, we're seeing more of him because he's, like, super popular. But I, I want to see, like, uh, like the other characters, like, um, you know, Silk or Spider-Woman or, or even uh, Spider-Ghost. I hate saying her stupid name. I, I still call her Spider-Gwen. So I, I think Spider-Gwen's way cooler, but obviously it has her name in it, so I can't reveal her identity or whatever that BS is. But I hate Spider-Ghost. But I just feel like um, it would be cool to have, you know, some of those other characters pop up. Cause, yeah, cause, I, I feel like the new movie, the new Spider-Man movie is going to lead into that if they have, you know, all the original spider-man from the movies mm-hmm. they're definitely gonna have miles pop up they're definitely gonna have the the dude that does daredevil is back in it oh, charlie cox dude that, that guy's amazing like i i know his name because his um his role as daredevil just blew me away when when that season one of uh daredevil dropped on netflix i was like okay we're in a new era now because to see it like the like just like the level of quality of like and it was like a you know like a tv series just the quality of that I was like, I was like, okay, they can't go back from this. Like, it's gonna just go up and keep getting better and better. Um, obviously, Defenders sucked. Iron Fist, dude, is- it was so bad. <laughs> I know it was so bad. I like Luke Cage. I liked everything besides um, Iron Fist, and yeah. I'm an Iron Fist fan, like comic wise. But mm-hmm. I was like, maybe Defenders will be cool. And I was like, oh, it's six episodes of them just being like, fuck you, no, fuck you. Okay, let's go stop Electra. Okay, she's our friend. Bye. Yeah, it was. It was weird. I, I I couldn't understand how they like dropped that ball so hard to have like their big event with like, you know, everybody finally teaming up and, uh, you know, to, to go fight the hand and it be just like this big ordeal. Just just be so terrible. It, it, it just blew me away. But yeah, Iron Fist season one sucked. Season two got better and I had high hopes for season three. But then obviously they, they pulled didn't the even watch season two. I hated season one so much for what they did to <sighs> my, my man, Danny. And they just fucking... The dude playing him was awful. Oh, Finn Jones. Awful. Yeah, Not right. right for that role at all. Who would you have casted? I don't know, because you would definitely have to go with someone that's like more equipped to act on like a TV show. Mm-hmm. But his the way it, it's not just his direction as well. It's just like the way they wrote Iron Fist 2 to be like a fish out of water character, which he kind of is when he comes back from, you know, learning how to use the iron fist. But the the progression of his character makes no sense because he acts like a, a child all the time, and it's like, oh no, I can't use my iron fist because I'm sad, and it's like, not this. Yeah, I feel like he probably would have been. I'm um, obviously with like season one being so whack. He probably would have like benefited more if they actually um, got to the point where they would do like. Um, uh, heroes for hire and have him team up with Luke cage to kind of have that. That's what I was hoping for. Yeah. And it, and I'm not sure where things really stand with all the other, um, you know, actors and actresses. Cause obviously, you know, uh, Charlie Cox is supposed to be in Spider-Man and then, um, uh, Kingpin, I always forget his name, Vincent, um, whatever, uh, he's supposed to, you know, he's talking about how he's trying to come back to play Kingpin maybe in the Spider-Man world. 
which I think would love to see that. Yeah, that'd be insane because he, he he killed that as like you know just him being that villain. Like I believe that, and I loved it. He he played that role like super super good. But as far as like the other actors and actresses, like like Jessica Jones w- was my favorite out of all of them. I I'm, I'm a huge Jessica Jones fan. Um, love that. Uh, her love her comic book character. Love the the series. I I I, I, I think. For those street level superheroes, I just think they did did her justice with those you know three seasons. Um, but I'm I didn't sure. watch. I did. I only watched the first season. I tried watching the second mm-hmm. season. I was not into it at all. But okay. I think Jessica Ritter did a great job with her character. Did I feel like about the time that I met her at Disneyland? <laughs> no, dude, it was probably one of the coolest experiences ever because you, you go to Disneyland so often you see famous people all the time so it just becomes like normal like oh there's so-and-so and like oh whatever I gotta go to my fast pass like let's go we got more important things to do but um this was like you know probably like season two maybe I'm um, like the height of uh like you know Jessica Jones popularity and I follow her on Instagram so I knew she was at Disneyland but I was like all right I'm not gonna go like chase her down if i see her cool um try to say hi but normally they're with like you know uh, disney like plaids where they try to keep people away to not cause like a scene or something but um, me and my friend we were walking through adventureland and like we're going like you know um just like going towards like new orleans square so like um, we end up crossing paths with uh, kristen ritter and her party and i'm like holy shit so i was like all right i'm just gonna uh you know scream her name and just like wave so i like you know yelled her name i'm like i was like kristen ritter and, and she like turned around and like waved but she like stopped and like her whole party kept walking um and nobody noticed that she had stopped because like everybody's like in conversation or whatever so she stopped and i went over and uh talked to her and i i just told her that i was a fan of her from uh you know she's out of my league and uh, i told her that i, I love jessica jones and i'm um, like, oh like thank you so much and then we just took like a quick picture and then I didn't want to like try to hug her or something weird because she's like a celebrity and like obviously like I don't know her personally so I didn't want to like you know try to like wrap my arms around her so I went to like go shake her hand and she like shook my hand and you know I just gave her like a firm handshake because I just want to let her know that I like respect her and like appreciate her as an actress and like when, when we were shaking hands she like you know pretended um, like I hurt her because she she kind of was like ow and like you know acted like I was like you know hurting her hand. And then I pulled away because I was like super scared. I'm like, oh my god, she's like super famous. I didn't mean to like hurt her because I thought I was just giving her like a normal handshake. <laughs> but like I, I pulled back and I, like you know like I I was like kind of scared. I was like apologizing. I was like, oh my god, like I'm so sorry. And then she kind of like looked at me and smirked and just kind of turned around and just like went back to her party. And I was like, oh, she's messing with me because obviously Jessica Jones is like you know super strong. Like I wasn't gonna be able to hurt her. But but it was cool. I was like, oh, that, that's such a, like an awesome interaction. She was super nice and it wasn't weird. But um, the thing that tripped me out the most was like, OK, there's like this famous actress here at Disneyland and her and I are talking. We took a picture, but the crowds of people around us, like nobody even bad an eye. Nobody stopped to try to get a picture after me. Like we just like had that conversation, took a picture and and then she left. And I was like, oh, that that was probably the like the most perfect way it could have went down without it being weird. Uh, you know her getting yelled at like you know by her team or security trying to stop me it, uh, it just happened it was cool and we both went our separate ways and it, it was like something that i kind of like look back on and it's just, like one of my most favorite mo- uh, memories at disneyland um but for anybody listening if you go on my instagram page i have that picture up of me and kristen ritter she kicks ass yeah she's super, awesome she's super cool and and i felt like whoever like um you know did the casting for their shows outside of um iron fist did an amazing job like couldn't be more spot on with those characters they gotta bring john bernthal back as punisher dude that's what they gotta that's one of those roles too where that guy just nailed it he he, when you look at him okay that's the punisher you know 
He dude, amazing. Yeah, <laughs> actually fucked up how good that was. Yeah, and it's like, and that's how good it was too. Like, like this, like you know, this villain, this like antihero gets his own series. Like, you know, because I, I'm pretty sure that wasn't um, in the books. They, they fucked up like, obviously everything with that because they canceled Daredevil prematurely. They canceled everything. They canceled Luke Cage and like everything. Just as shows were starting to like finally come together, and they just scrapped it all. And that's a bummer. Yeah, I think it was all because, like, obviously, they saw the future. They're like, okay, we're going to do our own streaming service. So, like, let's just cut this now and we'll make up for it with, like, you know, trying to give us, like, you know, the stuff that they're giving us now, like WandaVision. We're getting Winter Soldier and Falcon. Was it this one? That show's going to rock. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's next week. That show's going to fucking kick ass. Okay. I can't wait. Dude. So, my, like, okay, uh, the the winter was it winter soldier no or was it civil wars yeah civil war when um they introduced baron zemo and he's uh, coming back as the villain that's what i'm saying i loved uh, so, i can't wait so civil war I, I felt like okay this is cool that they're introducing baron zemo but it was like a robbery that we didn't get to see him in his mask and it sucks that the the people who aren't familiar with this villain that they're not going to get to see him anymore because like that was a wrap because you know after civil war um the rest of the phase plays that like played out and you didn't really get to see him again but when they announced this tv show and you get to see that baron zine was coming back and they show him holding his mask i'm like oh dude this is uh, this is so amazing like i i'm so stoked to have this villain come back and and i'm so like happy that um i, I get to see more of him because i i like the guy that played um you know uh, his role I, I think he did a really great job yeah, I'm just excited for more Baron Zemo. Hopefully, Taskmaster shows up. I would be fucking thrilled if that happens. Yeah, I I would love to see more like little Easter eggs like from these TV shows that are gonna you know be in the movies that we're gonna watch like later later on this year. I hope they they end up pulling like the the Nomad arc where Falcon becomes the new Captain America, and like because uh, Chris Evans signed back on to do shit with Marvel again. Oh really? Okay, I I wasn't sure if that was yeah. real or not. Yeah, he it was like confirmed that he signed back on to do stuff with Marvel again, and it would be sick if, even if it's just like, "Hey, I'm Nomad. All right, bye." Or if we get the Hail Hydra and he bounces. Oh, you're talking about uh, where he was like a Hydra agent. Yeah, even if they, I mean, the arc in the comic is kind of like whatever, but the concept of it is cool. Mm-hmm. I would, yeah, I I just want uh, obviously love. Uh, Falcon, I loved um, in the comic books when he does actually become Captain America, and obviously he faces all that backlash from America because they're used to Steve Rogers. Um, I would love to see you know him kind of like get to expand more on that role because obviously the TV show is definitely going to be fun. I love the from what I seen from the trailers, it, it looks like it's going to be super awesome. But I want to see him to be able to maybe get his own movie in, in the future. I, yeah, I, think he, I would he's love to see Anthony Mackie get his own movie. Yeah, because um, great actor, but I, I think the character um, at, at this point could stand on his own and have his own full-on, you know, um, Falcon, you know, Captain America movie, and I think it would do great. He, I think, after the show, they'll deserve it. Um, I, I want. I just wonder how it's all going to mesh together to lead into the next phase, like because WandaVision's going into Doctor Strange, and then where does that leave? Captain America, Winter Soldier, Loki, and then there's a War Machine show happening. Yeah, that that's gonna be pretty interesting. Yeah, I, I I'm not sure because obviously, think about all the new superheroes we're getting in the movies. 
and then the ones that we already have. So it, it'd be tough to want to do another Avengers film like, you know, so soon because I, I feel like there's just way too many people. Uh, so obviously some people m- might not have to make the cut or maybe some people are going to die, uh, which is fine. I, I don't think it would be um, as impactful as like, you know, some of the people who died from, uh, you know, the films before. But I, I'm just curious to see how they're going to um, arrange all of this. And, and especially with what's coming down the pipeline, because, you know, um, not this phase, but um, next phase, we're going to uh, eventually get full on X-Men, um, Fantastic Four, which adds way more to the roster. And you got to think about how heavy and like iconic some of those characters are. So I'd like to try to find that balance with these movies. Like my dream, my dream is, um, you know, obviously um, uh, Endgame, like epic, you know, uh, you know, story like that build up to to get to Thanos was brilliant. It was awesome. But my dream now is going forward. It would be cool. Um, obviously, some of the characters aren't there, um, you know, from the comic books um, in the movies. But I would love for them to see uh, build up to like and like X Men versus Avengers. I'm not sure if you ever read, yeah. read that. Yeah. Like, dude, think, think about I, would I think love that. think about how epic that would be for you know, and like this, the, the dynamic of like the X-Men, they were Fox and you got like the Avengers that are um, straight up, you know, the real Marvel studios and um, obviously not gonna be the same people playing the roles, but you know, they have that aspect of it. But then even just like, you know, obviously we all have our favorite superheroes that we ha- um, you know, have had growing up and um, just these teams, I, I think it would be super crazy for them to be able to build up to that. That'd be like such a crazy event for them to do. Yeah. I like, it, it's crazy. Cause like, now that they have the rights to like almost everybody, I wonder if they're even going to do like West Coast Avengers, because that's what like WandaVision seems like it's leading into too, with like the White Vision. Okay. Because that was like an arc back in the I think it was in the eighties where he becomes like the the White Vision, then goes to West Coast Avengers, and then there's like now there's the shit with Sword. I I hope they don't. We like I I think Fantastic Four are going to show up this this phase. Mm-hmm. Whether it be at the end or in the middle, I think this that's a definite. I don't I don't know if X Men will happen yet, but yeah. I hope they don't immediately just go to like it's Galactus. Oh no, that's what, see that's the thing with like um either like you know with, with like the main villain like they're either gonna have to go like way more powerful because Thanos is already super powerful. So if they go that far, in my mind, I'm like that might be too advanced for the audience that's like just into like mcu like obviously people who read the comics are going to know so like it's fine but to jump to from like thanos to galactus you know uh this like crazy being like i don't think that would be too smart because i feel like it's still like really early on to go that route they could maybe show him but not like i i don't want to see that interaction with um you know these uh superheroes from the movies interacting with galactus so early on because you, you get to that point it's like okay and after Galactus, are we going to go even higher than that? Or are we going to you know, have to go back and like start recycling these storylines since like it'd be way crazy to, you know, go and have to like defeat Galactus and deal with like these higher beings um, and it just become like, you know, all spacey. And I don't know. I don't want that because Galactus is kind of like a world reset event. Every time Galactus shows up, it's always like, all right, we're resetting. Yeah. And we don't need that right now because everything that they've built up and, you know, the, the, the fallout, there's still, um, you know, people, f- uh, that are still relevant. So I don't think it's time to even like dabble in that or, yeah, or I don't know, maybe they just reset everything, but keep all the same actors. And, and I don't know, cause I'm, I'm curious to see how they actually explain the tie in and their explanation on how these mutants are, are like now in the, the universe, you know? Yeah. Hopefully 
I mean, they'll probably be done well. My my only thing is like with the Eternals movie coming out, like Galactus is going to show up in that. Like the, he has to. He interacts with the, the Eternals. Maybe it'll be like very brief, or maybe they won't show him. They'll like have him like maybe it's like a cameo. He's just in the background eating a planet. You know what's, uh, what? What still pisses me off to this day is um, uh, in Doctor Strange, the villain Dormammu. I hate how he's depicted. They fucked Dormammu up so bad, man. <laughs> yeah, like, like when I when I, I heard, I'm like, okay, cool. Like Dormammu's going to be in the film, and then when I saw him. I was like, yeah, that's so stupid. That pissed me off because um, in uh, uh, Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom 3, I used him as a character. And like, I Sam, I, he was my man. Yeah, th- I thought he was so cool. And for the my ringtone for the, or not my ringtone, but my text tone for the longest time was um, a little uh, voice audio from that game. And it was like when uh, you would call in an assist um, as Doramo and he would say, assist me. And I, I thought it was like such like so cool. But then what? What? Yeah, when I saw him in that movie, I was so pissed. I was like, all right. I was like, now people are gonna think that's what Dormammu is is some stupid idiot, uh, versus like you know how cool he could actually be. I, I'm hoping it's Mephisto as like the at least a primary villain for a while because he he would be able to like get Dormammu out of that, and then you could have a proper Dormammu battle, mm-hmm. and then like see the Avengers go to hell to try to get back the the kids and. Uh, obviously we're going to get more shows. They uh, you know announced uh, Moon Knight, which I, I think is going to be awesome. Can't wait. Can't wait. And, and see, okay, uh, uh, Marvel, Netflix, Daredevil, uh, Punisher, super bloody, uh, super you know dark. That's what the route I wish they would take with Moon Knight. I don't know if they're going to be able to on Disney Plus, but I would. I, I hope. Who knows? Yeah. They might be able to with the Mandalorian. I mean, the Mandalorian gets a little crazy. True, with like you know all that killing and stuff. Uh, but th- that's what what I hope they do with Moon Knight because uh, you know him with like his uh, you know psychological problems and how dark like you know he can get. That would be cool. Or are we going to get some weird story with like him like you know kind of go like you know building up to getting crazy i don't know what they're actually going to do but that's something that i'm really interested in and you know we're getting she hulk which should be cool she hulk should be pretty good yeah. i feel like that'll be more of a comedy show um m- maybe i don't know i i, I kind of like look at that and i'm like okay it's probably gonna be like the same vibe as like jessica jones kind of like not a whole lot of crazy action yeah um, that's what like, i was thinking yeah and then what's the other one was there another one was it blade Oh, Blade's... I mean, that's just going to be a movie, though. I can't wait. Marshall Ali is going to be Blade. You oh, see, my God. Um, Wesley Snipes, he, he was, like, you know, upset that uh, he wasn't going to be a part of it, so he's going to create his own Blade movie. I'll watch both. Sign <laughs> me up. Yeah, same here. Uh, Blade was super sick, and, uh, for, and it was always... Uh, and I don't know. See, I feel like my vision skewed because obviously I, I like comics since a, I was a kid. So I knew Blade was a comic book character. But when I would talk to people and they didn't know he was a comic book character, I was always like, how do you not know that? I don't know. It's just strange to me. But, oh, man. but yeah, for, Blade is going to kick ass. But for, for sure, for, for being some of those like early like comic book movies, like Blade was so sick. Blade was Blade was like surprisingly bombed. I mean, other ones definitely weren't good. Like, I liked the Spawn movie when I was a kid. And I read the comics, but mm-hmm. as an adult, I know that movie sucks ass. Oh hell yeah, dude! I um I was at this vintage store in L.A. and like in like um this glass case, they had a a Daredevil um you know T-shirt from the the movie. It, it was like it, this weird design. It was it just said like Daredevil on DVD, and it has like on the back it has like Ben Affleck as like Daredevil. And I was like, I need that. And I, I asked the um, person at the counter, I'm like, is that a size large? And she was like, yes. And then I was like, all right, cool. I'll take it. And she was like, you don't want to know the price? I'm like, I don't care. 
I'm walking out of here with that uh, with that shirt because uh, I'm a huge Daredevil fan, and I, I think it's kind of funny because you know obviously the movie's not good. It's just a kind of uh, like a, a joke for me to have that shirt. Dude, I remember seeing it in theaters when I was like eight or nine, being super psyched on it. Dude, you... and then just falling asleep because nothing ha- the, whole, the whole movie nothing happens. I I had to wait till that came out like Blockbuster, dude. Like my mom wouldn't uh, unless my mom was interested, she didn't want to go to the movies. And I, I was like, oh, my dad was a comics guy. Oh, so he's okay. like, let's go Daredevil, and I was like, let's have me as a nine year old, let's fucking go. That's so sick. Yeah, like growing up, it was so hard because. Uh, when I was a kid, they would, you know, uh, they used to sell comic books in grocery stores, which I'm, Oh yeah. I don't know if they still do. Like I haven't seen any in the grocery store in a long time. I don't think they, I don't think they do. Yeah. So you used to get comics that way, just buying random issues. And then like, there used to be a a comic book store like back in the day in Palm desert, but then it went away. And then there wasn't a comic book store for like, like more than half my life. And, um, there are some out there now, but it's just like, it it was so hard to get a hold of comics when I was younger. Yeah, it was, definitely difficult i mean now everything is so easy and i can just download like pdfs and shit and go from there Mm -hmm. but when i was younger it was like i remember i had uh ghost rider and venom when they did that team up in like the late 90s early 2000s and i had like issues one three and five so i was just missing like so much i still don't know how that (laughs) is resolved it's been like 20 years i still don't know how that's resolved you gotta go figure it out um we're uh, you know switching gears uh uh we're like i think what like two weeks out from that uh snyder's cut that everybody keeps talking about oh it's gonna be dog shit i can't wait to watch it dude you're gonna sit through four hours it's like four hours and two minutes is the runtime they said i saw all right so i saw batman vs superman and i saw justice league it's the same like i'll just be it, it It'll be bad. I just want to watch Jared Leto show up and say, we live in a society and then kind of bounce. <laughs> I'm actually happy that uh, his Joker's getting some screen time because obviously um, he got a lot of flack in Suicide Squad. I, I, I don't feel like he needed to be in that movie, but I was a fan of his take on Joker. I, I was into it. I wanted to see more. So the fact that we're getting some of it in this movie, that's the reason why I'm watching it. Like, I'm not like, I, I don't think there's a way you can save that movie with any kind of cut, uh, but I'm just like, all right, cool. I'll, I'll watch it but I just want to see Joker. The biggest issue I had with justice league is like nothing happened in it. Like they fight Steppenwolf and then that's it. Superman comes back to life and it's like, well, why'd they even fucking kill him off? He's Superman. Yeah. You you know, he was coming back. Yeah. What was the fucking point? (laughs) For for me, if, if the guy who plays the flash, if he wasn't in that movie, I would have just left, but he was, Oh dude. Ezra Miller, was, yeah. he's the best part of the movie. Yeah. He's the best. I can't wait to watch the movie again for The Flash. Yeah, he, he was the highlight. And I'm looking forward to his movie if, if whenever that comes out. like that, That's the one movie that I want to see out of all those superheroes that were in that movie. I was kind of curious about Ben Affleck, uh, but you know he's no longer um, you know being Batman. I don't care about... You're not psyched for Robert Pattinson? Uh, I'm curious. Uh, he's a, I think he's a good actor. I'm, I'm just curious to see where they go with it. Um, because for me, like I'm the uh, I'm, I'm the one who who wants to see like a universe because I I think what Marvel has done is is amazing you know for for being such a fan of the superheroes and being uh, and knowing that they're all interacting and doing things like this is all happening in the same universe is, is amazing. But then when DC tried it, I'm just like scratching my head like how do you have um, these superheroes who are arguably more popular, more famous than these Marvel guys? 
but you can't get it right. Like, you know, Batman, Superman, everybody knows Batman and Superman. How do you keep fucking this up? There hasn't been a good Superman movie, um, uh, in my opinion. Um, and no, then, I'm with you. I, I, I agree. I, you know what's fucked up? I think Henry Cavill is a good Superman. Dude, you see, I think he's like actually a good Superman, but they don't give him, they don't write the character right. So it's not his fault that the character is written mm-hmm. like shit. Yeah, I saw an article today. He was he's trying to um, ring up Marvel because. Uh, yeah, he's out now, isn't he? Yeah, mm-hmm. that sucks. I think he was actually one of the few good ones. Like, yeah, who Ezra Miller Rock? Um, dude, one. Did you watch the Wonder Woman nineteen eighty whatever? I couldn't believe I sat through two and a half hours of that flaming piece of shit, dude. That's how he spent. Um, was it uh, Thanksgiving or Christmas? It was Thanksgiving, right? Christmas. Oh, Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, that's how I yeah, spent. I watched it the day after. It fucking sucked. That's how I, I spent my Christmas. I, I you know got some food and I, I posted up and I, I kind of sat through it. I'm like, she's hooking up with this dude that um, she thinks is her her man, some random guy that she doesn't even really know. I'm like, this is really strange, and like the the, the movie sucked. I'm just gonna say that the only good thing about it was um uh, uh Pedro Pascal. Yeah, his, his character was fun, but his character also made no with everything in the movie because it was like a wish movie made mm-hmm. no sense. Yeah, and then and then it just kind of like ends, and you're like, what was this about? Like the, they had it right in the first movie. That's what yeah. I don't get. They had Wonder mm-hmm. Woman's character right, and then they were like, let's just make it bad. Yeah, just just made no sense, and uh, on on top of uh us having to deal with it getting pushed back and all this buildup because um, you know, you were seeing it everywhere, you know, ads running. And then um, I was like, all right, like if they're pushing it this hard, like it can't be that bad. Cause in my opinion, um, the first one or one first one or woman movie was like one of the best DC movies to, to come out. Yeah. That probably is the best one. Right. Uh, I would say um, like from like more recently, it's either Aquaman or wonder woman. I didn't even think Aquaman was that good. I thought it was just kind of like a, whatever role like movie i think mm-hmm. it's better than justice league and batman versus superman and man of steel but i, I mean all of those are way better than suicide squad like the yeah i'm not even that big of a dc guy but i do like specific characters like mm-hmm. why haven't we gotten green lantern why apparently in justice league their martian manhunter might show up and i was like why what's the point it's gonna get it's not even gonna be the same person Aren't they doing a, a green a Green Lantern show? Is that why he hasn't um, been in the movies? Because they're like, pretty sure he's getting I his own not. show. I'm I'm pretty sure he's getting his own show. Green Lantern deserves a movie. He doesn't. It, that's not right. That's such. Maybe it'll be better. I don't know. The DC shows are actually pretty decent. See, I, I'm more a fan of like uh like uh, Dead Man. He's I I think he's like like um, I don't know if you've ever read the Justice League Dark series. Um, he was part of. Uh, one of their teams or even like uh, characters like Zatanna. I, I think she's like super, just like, the, I, I like the more like off the wall, like type DC characters outside of like, I mean, you know, obviously like the bat family. I'm, I'm a huge Batman, Batgirl, uh, you know, Nightwing. Love those yeah, characters. Yeah, would love to see Nightwing involved in this. Yeah. Uh, well, remember, um, what was it? Uh, the Dark Knight trilogy. Remember, um, what was his name? The guy from 500 Days of Summer. He was. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. He was supposed to be. Uh, yeah, because Dick uh, Grayson or uh, mm-hmm. yeah, because he, he was it Dick Grayson. Yeah, because mm-hmm. he, he oh, like, Dick Gra- okay, I can't yeah, remember it, if it was Dick Grayson or uh, what's his name, the whoever ends up becoming Red Hood. Uh, that's uh, why do I say his name's Tommy? It's not Tommy. No, Todd. J- Jason Todd. Jason Todd. Jason yeah. Todd. Um, yeah. So that's where I was like, okay, cool. There's like a little hint of like Nightwing here, but it's like, dude, Nightwing would be so sick. But uh, same thing with like the Spider Family. There's so many 
people like they have to do with like the bat family that they haven't even really tapped into so um i don't know it's just, it's just confusing but like but i i, I don't blame them because they can't even get their mainline superheroes right so there's no point in for them to tap into like you know the, like the, the offshoot ones yet because you know people are going to be like way more confused but um james gunn doing the, the next suicide squad i think that's going to be really interesting i think that might um uh be the best dc movie because uh you know if, if you look at his track record what he's done with the garden to the galaxy and he he made them what they are today because before nobody really cared about Guardians of the galaxy i remember re- i was reading the michael um uh, brian michael bendis run and i was just like oh this is pretty interesting but then when, when the movie the trailer came and all that like it took it to a whole totally other level yeah so. totally different so I'm, I'm curious to see what he does with um you know this team i'm sure he probably has like a little more freedom and obviously these characters like are like way different than what he was doing over at marvel so i'm, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing suicide squad 2 which it would be kind of strange like okay like the first one sucked but the second one like the sequel is going to be like way better so I'm, I'm definitely curious to see how that plays out did you see uh birds of prey oh i, I totally forgot about birds of prey birds of prey i they should have just called called it like harley quinn or something you know like, yeah, it's a total disservice to like the actual birds of prey. Yeah, like <laughs> they they can't get it right. It sucks. They can't even get the Justice League right. They already have Cyborg in the Justice League before Green Lantern or Martian Manhunter. Come on. Yeah, and I feel like it was like super rushed because was it um it was in Batman vs Superman where like um you saw like their files real quick on that computer. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, right like, at the end, they're like, oh, here you go. Here's what we're teasing. Yeah, it's like here's your introduction to these characters that are going to be like in this giant movie. And then, yeah, it was, and yeah, we've got the Aquaman, we got the Wonder uh, Wonder Woman movie, so we're just waiting on Flash, Cyborg, and Batman, right? I guess another Superman, I guess. Who's who's who would want to take that role? That I feel like it, for like any actor, I'd, I'd look at that and be like, oh, it's so cursed. Like, I saw that uh Michael B. Jordan might be Superman. I'm kind of kind of down with that. I just wish in some weird, wacky world they would have just been like, um, you know, rest in peace to our, our boy uh, Chadwick Boseman. But we need somebody to fill that role. He 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 was so amazing as Killmonger. I I, I like him oh as an actor. Oh my god, dude, he killed it. Yeah, it's like weirder things have happened. They could have, cause um to now put to put the focus on Shuri in this like Black Panther series. I'm just gonna be like, all right, that that doesn't really make sense. She's not. Isn't Black that what's happening in like the more recent runs too? That Shuri is like in charge. If I'm going to be honest, more of a role. If I'm going to be honest, the Black Panther comic books have been so bad for so long. I have not even read it. Yeah, I, I, I haven't read any in a long time. Yeah, because uh, right now, in like in Marvel, there's um, they're, they're they're taking a lot of chances with uh, like newer talent. So uh, if, if you look at a lot of these, um, you know, books with like these like mainline superheroes, uh, these guys are like getting. Um, established by writing these books so um like a lot of my favorite writers don't even um, write for marvel anymore so like my my favorite comic book um writer actually works at dc now uh brian michael bendis shout out who's he who's he writing now um if i'm (laughs) and this is where things get even more weird so brian michael bendis my favorite comic book writer goes to dc uh i hate dc comic books I don't read DC comic books. I've like I've tried for so long, but they just they, they started okay, but then they just get so bad. And like the last DC comic book I read was um, uh, shout out Tom Taylor. He wrote um, Suicide Squad. Uh, it was uh, I think it ended last year, and it got to like issue eleven. And like like in my opinion, and um, I think it was probably like the majority. 
thought that Suicide Squad was the best current DC book. And, you know, written by uh, Tom Taylor, super talented dude. He wrote, um, I think, I'm trying to remember. He wrote um, All New Wolverine when X-23 took over, like, as the, like you know, the, the mantle okay. of like, the mainline Wolverine. Okay, yeah. Dude, okay, I'm familiar with this yeah, stuff. Uh, like, amazing writer. So he went to DC and was writing the Suicide Squad book. And it was seriously the, the best thing. I was like, okay, I was like, and... I was such a fan of him and like that book. I was like, okay, this is what's keeping me reading DC. And then DC decides to cut it off at issue 11, not even letting you let him get to a full 12. So they're like, yeah, like we're going to end that. And everybody is just scratching their heads. Like, what are you guys doing over there at DC to end like one of your more popular books that people are actually reading? And it's just, it's just so weird over there. And they, they, they always do these, like um, keep resetting the entire world. And there's just, dude, like, that's why I can't read DC. I, yeah. I think it was like, God, it was like 2013 or 2014 when they did like, the newer new 52s at that time and i was okay. like you know what i'm going to keep up with it mm-hmm. and i got into like three issues and i was like of batman and i was like god this fucking sucks it's just the same shit over and over again they're not taking chances yeah and then it's just like like i i'm like uh find it if, if they want to reset it but I, I wish they would do it with like a real purpose instead of just wanting to like um you know get out some writers and you know start some new stuff and it's, it's just so weird and the and for me, like, I guess like my biggest issue is like, okay, like um, Marvel, I'm like way more invested in more superheroes over there. And, but when it comes to DC, like I said earlier, like I just love like the Bat family, like give me like Dead Man Zatanna. And that's about it. Like I'm not reading Superman. I'm not reading Aquaman. I'm not reading anything. So when these big events happen, when you know they try to get you to buy all the books to get the main, to get the whole story. I'm just like, I don't care. Like I'll figure it out. Like I'll um, skip and just, uh, you know, ask my friends like, Oh, like why did that happen? Cool. Figure it out. And then just keep reading just those books. And it's just, there's not a whole lot there for me. So it's just like now, like when I go to the comic book shop, it's like mainly my pull is Marvel and a lot of indie, which I, I think is like for, for people who like, you know, probably don't read comic books or who want to read comic books, dude, go out. You can find yourself an indie book like you know for sure like there's so many cool stories out there and stuff that you would never see and if you're not a fan of superheroes that's where you need to go because like there's so many fun things going on like you know with those other companies like you know um, this company vault image doing is always killing it that's what i love to read because it's like yeah get my fix for like my daredevils my iron mans but then i just love reading like this wacky stuff like right now like one of my more favorite indie books is this um one called um the department of truth and it's all about um, like, you know, conspiracy theories and stuff. And like um, uh, Lee Harvey Oswald is like, you know, some big like, you know, guy running, running a bunch of stuff. So it, it's pretty interesting. So it's like that's the kind of stuff that, that I find fun to read outside of like, you know, the superhero stuff. I got to keep up with more indie shit. I, I haven't really been interested in reading too much stuff lately outside of like bigger Marvel things. But my issue with DC is just the constant resets where like, you get comfortable with the storyline you like mm-hmm. get invested in it and they're like all right time to reset back to square one and you're like well what's what was the point of me reading this what was the point of me giving you money for the story like it just kind of ended yeah it, it, it seems like they do it without like a real purpose yeah it doesn't feel earned like they'll, they'll have like apocalypse show up and then like someone will die it'll be like it could be any of the bigger superheroes and then they're like all right let's reset everybody it's like what the fuck yeah <laughs> what then, was the point yeah they, they, they reset everything and then that's when they try to sell you on like um uh you know these new superheroes and it's just like dude those guys are so whack like i don't want that and it just doesn't seem that hard because because I, I could read a, a shit dc book 
you know, written by whoever, but then I could go read their indie book and see like, you know, like, okay, this guy actually has the potential and can write a good story, but like, why doesn't that translate to his fucking DC stuff? And I'm like, okay, maybe it's just like whatever's going on in house at DC, they're being held back and it just doesn't make sense, man. Yeah. I feel bad for a lot of writers that do well with indies and then sign on to like DC, sometimes Marvel, sometimes Marvel can cut shit off right before it's getting like Mm -hmm. real good. But DC will just, if it's not selling well or whatever, they don't even give whoever's writing it a chance. Just ax them. Yeah. I I was uh, talking to my buddy. um, He he owns a comic book store and he was talking about how um, uh, DC is talking about going uh, just full digital for their comics, like getting rid of print and just going straight digital. I mean, it makes sense, but like, I don't like reading comics. If I have to read it on my phone, I will, but that's not my preferred method to Mm. read a comic book. Yeah. And, but for, for me, I'm like comic books and outside of like my K-pop albums, comic books are the only things that I like actually collect that are physical. Like my video games, my movies, my music, everything's digital. So it's like when I hear that, okay, DC's thing about going full digital. I'm like, all right, that's weird. I'm definitely not going to be reading DC because they, they have that app. Um, I forgot what, like DC, um, not DC Universe, that's the video game, but they had these like all in DC Unlimited or whatever. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's where you get like the subscription to their TV show or whatever, then like, you know, these yeah. comic books that failed. Like, f- so for them to try to go that route, I'm like, that's not what people want. People love going and getting it in print. So it's like, oh, whatever. Like, you guys want to leave the market? That's fine. Like, more room for Marvel and the Indies to, to take over. I've been rereading uh, Watchmen, and I want to. I never got to read Doomsday Clock when that came out a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking about buying that, but at this point, I might as well just pirate it. I guess doesn't even seem worth it to like buy it physically at this point. Is uh, Watchmen the best DC movie? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I think the movie kind of sucks, but like it's fun. It's so I don't long. Like Zack Snyder. It's so. I don't. I don't like Zack Snyder shit. That's my thing. Yeah, I'm. I'm not a big fan of him either. Like, I mean, people are just like super high on him, but I'm just kind of like, yeah, it's fine. I like other stuff. Yeah, I, I wish they would give DC movies like the. I, well, I guess they are giving them to other people now because he said like Justice League ends on a cliffhanger, and he's like, well, that's that. Yeah. It's like, well, at least Zack Snyder's not doing it. This shit is like. It's all style over substance, you know? Yeah. Okay. Who, if, if you had your choice of superhero and you get to pick the director, like what would your combo be? I mean, Taika Waititi is doing Thor, but I would love to see Taika Waititi do a Nova story. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm thinking about DC. Oh, for DC? Um, oh, shit. I would love to see like somebody do I like not even like a hero like somebody do Clayface but in like a horror movie aspect mm-hmm. maybe get like, like Ari Aster like anyone that's done uh oh shit I, I just remember that the dude that did like uh the Conjuring movies did Aquaman. I was going to say, Wong. oh, maybe have him do Clayface and make yeah. it like a horror movie. Like, that would be kind of fun, but New Mutants wasn't that good, so it's... I didn't even try. I'm scared to watch that. Awful. I'm a huge Terrible. fan of huge fan of magic. Uh, and uh, when they're, like, you know, when I saw that she was going to be in that movie, I was just like, why? 
this like hero that I've been wanting in movies for so long has got put in this. In my opinion, it looks like a crappy movie. So I'm just like, oh, I, I can never win. It's not even worth watching. I was like hopeful, like maybe Mr. Sinister is going to show up and he'll be the bad guy. And mm-hmm. you'll even get a good payoff. Yeah. Yeah. DC. I'm trying to think who I, who I, I want to see. Cause I'm, you know, the, we've seen so many Batman movies. I'm like, all right, I'm good. We, I want a villain movie. I want a good villain movie. Yeah. Uh, what, what was your opinion on uh, Joker? Joker was like way better than I had any hope for, but it was just, it, it was, it, it was good. It, it was just derivative of like Scorsese movies. Mm-hmm. Just King of Comedy and Taxi. Okay, you, you mentioned villain. Can we get a Deathstroke movie, like a legit Deathstroke movie, and not like the Teen Titan bullshit, like actual <laughs> him fucking people up? Yeah, seeing him murder people, bloody. Dude, think about this. It would be fucking sick if the dude who directed John Wick was like, yeah, I'll sign on to do a, a Deathstroke movie. Damn, that would be sick. That would be awesome. That's why I, I, there's so many cool DC villains that haven't even been given a shot to be on the big screen. And uh, sadly, they might not ever get that chance at, at this rate because I'm curious. Okay, these movies keep doing so bad. Like when's like Warner Brothers gonna be like all right like we're done like let's pull the plug, uh, we don't want to <laughs> do this anymore because it just keeps tanking. I I I wonder if they're just gonna like give away their properties kind of like what Marvel did originally. Oh, like back and in the nineties. Yeah, and they just give like their properties to other studios. Okay. DC goes digital. It tanks. They're hurting for money. So they start selling off the properties. Marvel's like, cool, we're going to make the craziest deal in history. We're buying out DC. And then think back to those it old... It can't happen. It can't happen. <laughs> it, it could happen. But think back to those old comics where they had uh, Marvel versus DC. You got Superman beating up the Hulk. You remember that? Remember those old books? Oh, yeah. Dude. It just, that would be a monopoly at that point, though. Like, that would be it. it would that be considered a, a monopoly? They just own these characters. Because it's not like oh yeah, it would be a monopoly for sure. Because like, who's their competition then? Uh, who's the dude that um, uh, behind the the boys? Hey, have you watched that on, on Amazon? Oh, uh, the boys are. I, I should Did, watch that. I keep hearing it's actually. You've good. never seen it? Okay, so uh-huh. um, why can't I think of the the uh, guy who wrote the comic books? So he's like he hates superheroes, right? So he he decided to to write superheroes, um, you know, in, in this different light, which is amazing. Like it's it's basically this is how superheroes would be if they were in like, you know, our world, you get to see like how nasty they are. They're not all like, you know, bright and shiny and super helpful. Like they're just super nasty. You, you really got to watch it. it. It's insane. I'm going to check it out. I, I, I've been like sitting on it for a while. I think I'm going to start it finally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A crazy show. And yeah, it, I'm pretty sure yeah, it's, it's Amazon prime. It's only two seasons. What, uh, what DC villains do you want to see pop up? It could be anyone from like Apocalypse to Okay, so Calendar you, Man. You 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 briefly mentioned um uh Batman U52, but there was that storyline the the Court of Owls. Court of Owls is actually good. That's what I want to see cuz um, they're, they're supposed to be making like I um, you know like the Arkham Asylum games, like I think the next Batman game is supposed to be based off that storyline. That's the movie I want to see. 
yeah court of owls is cool yeah i would love to see them do that i would love to see them do any of the the joker shit where oh what i can't remember the name of it where he died he cuts it off his own face fakes his death what's that storyline uh i was tapped out by that point if i'm being honest that storyline's pretty good uh, the storyline where he shows up and shoots Barbara in the back and then Batman kills him in the end. They can I can't have, remember if they have the storylines. They can have story Batman killing people. Good. Well, it's left like ambiguous. Like mm. You see Joker yell no and then it, it ends. But that, that storyline's fucking sick too. Yeah, but... but uh, okay, so... I think that would be too dark... I don't think they'd want to, I don't know, but, but what they could do, um, but you know, it, it'd be tough is um, uh, Lex Luthor. They could do, you know, a, a really awesome Lex Luthor movie. Oh, where he actually gets like his suit and shit and can actually fight. Beat up Superman. I would love to see him get beat up. What's a, oh man. What's the name of the, the one character that's a robot. That's a machine. Who's like a, another world ending character? Uh, him and Lex Luthor team up. I'm not sure who you're talking about. Oh, fuck. This sucks. I can't remember his name. But I would love to see them do something with it. I, I got to look it up real quick. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. All right. But um, totally forgot, we're, we're supposed to be getting a Black Adam movie. Does that. That would rock. Yeah, isn't the, the Rock is playing Black Adam? Right? Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. The oh, you know what? Um, the Shazam movie was good, and I'm thinking of Brainiac. That's oh, what I'm thinking of. Brainiac, dude, he, he was the villain of um, was it Injustice Two? Did you ever play that? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He would be a sick villain to show up because like it would probably be like another Thanos thing where people would have to die. Yeah, who are they? Because he eventually becomes you know so powerful, but. I feel like Apocalypse is kind of like a cop out because it's like, oh yeah, he can kill Superman. He's Superman's guy. Okay, so just give me Lex Luthor, or we, we mentioned Deathstroke. See, I I never really got into Green Lantern. To like, I, I know like Sinestro, um, you know, could be cool, but he might be in the TV show. Um, but I I don't know. It's rough. If they do. If th- there's so many cool storylines where it's like uh, Hal Jordan dies and then comes back and he's like the what is he the Black Lantern or whatever uh-huh. that shit's cool if they do the Flash they have to do the I can't remember I think it's called the Negative Flash where like he runs so fast eventually that death catches up to him so he spends his life out running death I thought you were going to say Captain Cold <laughs> <laughs> that'd be I mean That'll probably be the first. If they do a Flash movie, that would probably be the first villain that shows up, realistically. Um, yeah, so yeah. But then what, when I think about it, I'm like, oh, these guys don't even sound that cool versus like when, when you, because I, 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 and maybe I am biased because I, you know, am more of a Marvel fanboy. But when I think about Marvel, I'm like, oh, there's just so many, there's like a bigger pool that they could just pull from. I think it's just because Marvel, they're doing it pretty well. And they're giving life to characters that, like, you know, people normally didn't really give a shit about. Mm-hmm. Or with DC, it's like on its lifeline, you're like, please give me Green Lantern. Please give me the Penguin, even. 
It's a, who, who's playing the penguin? Is it um, Colin, Colin Farrell? Farrell. Oh, okay, yeah. Which I'm trying to picture him. Are, are they, are they going to make him like you know be like heavier set, or is he going to just be like some slim penguin walking around? I hope it's. I, I think that movie's going to rock. Isn't the main villain the the Riddler? I I have no idea because are, are they? Is this the same script that Ben Affleck was supposed to do, or is this like a completely different thing? Because I, I I lost track if I'm being honest. I mean, this was in like development hell for how long now? Like four years. Yeah, because remember, but, remember that they showed that test footage of Deathstroke like a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just like, yeah. So I, I that's I'm just so con- like, I got I just gave up. I'm like, this is like, this is so weird that Ben Affleck, who's like a legit Batman fan, like you know when it comes to the comic books, like you know he, he obviously you know played his part, but then um, was like invested in like the solo movie, but then it just didn't work out, and you're kind of like, wow, like how did that happen? Where this like legit fan who's like a legit actor, it just didn't work out. Now he's gone, and um, they're like searching for a new Batman. And I'm just like, I, I just gave up. I'm like, like whatever. Like I wonder why it even ended in development hell. Like why why was it so hard to get greenlit? Like Matt Reeves behind it was obviously like a good move. Mm-hmm. But now they have Rob Pattinson, Paul Dano as the Riddler, and Colin Farrell. I I have faith that they're finally going to do like a a good Batman story, like a good dark kind of like brutal Batman story. Mm-hmm. And Robert Pattinson, great actor. Um, I don't think Batman is a tough role to play. I'm more curious about his Bruce Wayne. Yeah, Batman's the easy part. Yeah. So it's just like because his he has the look, you know, when I look at him, I can totally see Bruce Wayne, no problem. But I, I, I just want to see, like, what kind of Bruce Wayne they're going to um, make him out to be. I hope eventually they I, I, it'll probably never happen, but I would love to see them go into Batman Beyond kind of shit. <laughs> That's what everybody I, I've talked to would love to see. But I'm just like, <sighs> I'm just like, it's that, not gonna happen. I, I feel like it's way too advanced, like because like I said earlier, they can't even get this normal shit right. So for them to want to be like, OK, cool, super futuristic, um, you know, Bruce Wayne's an old dude. He's got this guy, Terry McGinnis is like his protege. I just I, I I find it hard to think that people would find that interesting over like, you know, what they're presenting now, you know? I, it's so hard to say, especially since they can't get the movies right. You know what they should do is, okay, and I feel like DC's always had this stigma where their animated films are amazing. Awesome. Dude. Amazing. Yeah, okay. They're so good. Dude, right before Suicide Squad came out, they, they came out with this movie, um, Batman Arkham. Uh, was it Arkham Assault or Assault on Arkham? Uh, did you ever watch it? I, I think so. So it, it was, honestly, it was basically... A Suicide Squad movie like Batman's there in the beginning and then he leaves and it's just like Harley Quinn and the whole Suicide Squad gang you know dealing with Amanda Waller and then Batman pops in like towards the end but it's literally just all about the Suicide Squad and I was just like how did this animated movie have a way better storyline than this like high production like Hollywood movie I'm like if they, they should have just took what they did with this, this like you know animation film and just put that you know like to like you know like uh, adapt to that because like it would have just been way better because um, you know obviously Suicide Squad had the amazing cast but the movie just was dog shit dude movie was so fucking bad it's kind of fucked up because like you look at the Justice League show from like the early 2000s that was like pretty good the mm-hmm. Batman animated show one of the, the best then, animated like, the shows ever yeah it it's so good it does Batman so much justice mm-hmm. but it's for some reason and it's a shame 
Yeah, and for some reason they just can't get these like you know movies right. And it's so weird because they have like these writers from the comic book world, you know, working on these movies. And I'm just like, what is going on in these like meetings or whatever that they're having where you know shit like Suicide Squad passes? It just makes no sense to me. I can't remember the the dude's name, but the guy that was involved in writing Batman vs Superman and Justice League, he I think he straight up hates comic book fans. He's like, I'm not going to give you anything to look forward to. It's just like some weird dark vendetta against the community. Yeah, I can't remember his name, but every movie that he's been involved in is like not great either. And then like, I feel like it's not hard to please comic book fans. Like Marvel can. All you have to do is drop like an Easter egg or a cameo for something and people like lose their shit and obsess over that. DC can't even give their fans that. I would hate to be a DC fan looking forward to like the Justice League movie being like, finally, the Zack Snyder cut. This is going to be it. Yeah, it's like this is our redemption. We're going to get to throw it in uh, Endgame's face, <laughs> which is just like, it's just so strange to me. Like, I, I, I feel like they just dug themselves in this hole with, you know, all these bad movies that have come out. And then they're just like, all right, yeah, we're not really going to try to focus on a universe. And then I'm like, what's the point? Like, uh, unless you're gonna be making movies like Joker, like I, okay, I, I understand. But if you're doing these things with these superheroes who are clearly connected, um, like, I don't like, I feel like it's just like a big missed opportunity. I feel like them doing Joker was like kind of fucked up because they were like, Oh, whatever, who cares? And then, Todd Phillips is like, well, if I give you like a pretty decent movie and everyone was like, yeah, Joker is all right. And then DC is like, huh? Well, that's not going to be included in our cinematic universe. So who cares? Yeah. Yeah. It just makes no sense. But okay. So I've never watched any DC show except for Gotham. Um, So I've never seen the stuff on like the CW. Like, was it like Supergirl flash that's on there? Um, I haven't seen Supergirl. Flash was good. Green Arrow, I watched like a season or two and I enjoyed that. What what happened to Batwoman? Did that even come out? Yeah, so um, uh, was that girl's uh, Ruby Rose or whatever? She was Batwoman, but then second season she got like recasted um, and I don't even know if it is still going on. I just I, I, just, I was like, I, this is so weird. But um, so those look okay, but then I, I would see stuff from the the DC. Um, what was it called DC Unlimited? You know? Oh yeah, like they have like Doom Patrol and Teen Titans, right? Teen Titans look. I watched the first episode and said this looks like dog shit. That, and I just it looked like some like low quality like somebody's like YouTube page. Um, yeah, yeah, it looked like, like actual dog shit. Yeah, I never went back to watch it. So I was like, this is so weird. So that, but but then I think about it, like you know Gotham, you know on maybe it's because it's on Fox. So I'm like great show i i liked it um i never watched it but i heard it was good and then they like didn't they fuck up like the joker and then at the end of the show they were like oh no this character that isn't the joker is actually the joker now yeah isn't that what happened yeah it got kind of weird but uh when it comes to tv shows i I think that's their best product you'd like the the flash is pretty good it's loyal to like the the early iteration of like the flash being like a happy-go-lucky kind of character I uh, had this friend and his older brother uh, back in the day when we were in high school. So this had to have been like, like early 2000s, like probably like 2002 to 2006, like that time. And he had this older brother who was obsessed with Smallville. 
and I, I, I never knew what it was about. But then when I found out what the show was based on, I was like, oh, that actually sounds pretty interesting. But I've never watched it. And I'm always curious to want to go back and check it out. But I'm just like, I don't know if the, like one of those shows would hold up to this day. I always hear like good shit about it, but I've never I never watched it either. I bet now if I watched it because like it's such a weird take on Superman mm-hmm. that I would probably be into it. Yeah, because like we know what it is. We're not, you know, you know, obviously we're not expecting, you know, uh, eye lasers or any like super crazy stuff. So like I, that's something that I find like that whole story like pretty interesting. So I, I think that's something that I might be into. The only thing that is weird about it is like, isn't Lex Luthor like his best friend in high school? And then yeah, that would be the only thing that like throws me off. But I guess the payoff would be pretty decent. I'm assuming mm-hmm. they just grow up and you know, turn into. Um, you know each other's uh, rivals. I, I hope it's. Uh, I I gotta watch that. I don't even know if it's on any streaming shit. No, you gotta you gotta hit up like, go to like get a bit torn or something. Oh, I gotta go to my my guys in the Pirate Bay. Shout out the Pirate Bay. Oh, shout out to the Pirate Bay. You know, okay. <laughs> um, hopefully my CIA agent that's listening, um, uh, please don't uh, uh, come after me for I, this. But <laughs> I would never go to the Pirate Bay. The uh, the other day, I may or may not have gone to the Pirate Bay. Um, there's this movie that's been on my mind for a really long time. Well, not that long, but um, uh, at least for like the last year. It's called uh, Greenland. Have you seen it with uh, Gerard Butler as the main actor? It's like a when crisis. Did that come out. It came out last year. But it, uh, uh, but it wasn't in theater, so it was like a it's straight to like some sort of service. I'm not sure where it went. Is that is that the movie where it was like a like the 2012 kind of shit? Yeah, yeah, it was like a. Okay, I didn't watch that. Okay, I, I watched that, and I was like, all right, that's I could see that happening at some point in our future. Uh, but it kind of like reminded me like how fragile like this whole thing is. Like obviously like we're here, we have like our day to day problems, like things that we stress out about. But then it's just like yo, like we're floating through space. Like what happened in that movie Greenland could easily happen. So that that like messed with my mind for like, like a couple days. And then uh, there was like this new video game that uh, the, the demo came out. It's a game called um, Outriders. So Earth is totally fucked. So they travel to this new planet to try to, you know, start civilization um, back up. Um, but they, they get there and then shit's even worse. They um, end up uh, not being able to start um, anything and then it turns this whole civil war. They're fighting each other on top of fighting some unknown being on the planet. And I was like, damn, we are screwed either way. Like we try to leave. Like I'm, th- and I'm thinking about like, okay, Elon Musk is going to take us to Mars. We're going to get there. And then whatever's already chilling on Mars is going to get us. So I'm just like, dude, life is so weird. Like I just want to you know, have some fun and, you know, get past COVID, go see Warren being the human work LP pit. But it's just like, it could, it could end tomorrow with like some sort of, you know, major disaster with like, you know, thinking about what happened in Texas with how they had that crazy snowstorm, which was people were claiming wasn't even real snow. I don't know if you've seen those videos of people like trying to burn the snow and it wouldn't melt and some lady put it in a microwave and it didn't melt. They're saying it was like government snow. And I was like, Oh, what is going on? These conspiracies are getting way too crazy for me. I would try the government snow. Dude, you should have tried it when you were going through those four different snowstorms. Oh man, the snow's still not even fucking melted yet. It was fucked up. We got like over two feet of snow from one storm. And okay, so does it get so bad that like you can't even leave like your property? Like you get stuck? Oh, the the storm where we got two feet of snow. I I mean, I do work in school from home, so it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. But I was stuck. I I wouldn't have been able to drive my car. Anyways, but I, it was definitely like three days. Couldn't leave. And uh, like, 
obviously um uh, you were prepared because you survived but like what if somebody was just like you know that like they were gonna go shopping that day for groceries or something and they had nothing i i would be like super scared to get caught off guard and you know be stuck in my house with nothing because obviously you heard about all, all the people that uh, died during the, the texas snowstorm and you know i, I just think about that because they weren't prepared and they were doing stuff that they just didn't even think about like you know sitting in their car with their garage closed with it running and uh, you know, not really realizing that they had to open a window or something to let all those fumes out. It's just uh, it's so crazy to think about. It, it sucks because, like, that kind of climate, nobody was used to it. But, like, here, it's, like, fine. You know, like, where I live, when it snows really bad, I have to wait for the plows to come through. And if they don't come through, I'm, I can't leave. So it took them, like, a couple, like a day to get here. And then even then, it kept snowing. So they would come, like, once a day and plow. Mm-hmm. And they have to salt the roads and all this other bullshit, which they don't really do a good job of doing by me. Yeah. I would hate to have to rely on somebody else just to be able to drive away from my house, you know? That's what a lot of uh, Northeastern PA is in the winter is, well, snowing pretty bad out. We're supposed to get a couple inches of snow. Plows aren't through. Nobody salted the road. Well, I'm just going to stay home. Yeah, see, I, I've, I've never had to go through that because living here in Southern California my whole life, we never really get snow ever down, like, you know, on the ground level. For sure, we get it in the mountains. That's normal. But I've never had to think about shoveling snow or am I snowed in? Dude, it sucks. I hate shoveling. I hate dealing with snow for five months out of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, From, like, November until March, it's nightmare time. Okay, so we're here like um, early stages of March. Are, are you still dealing with it, or is this the point where it starts going away? Uh, I don't know. We'll probably have one more snowstorm. There's usually like one last one that sneaks in, but I mean, outside, like, there's so much snow on the fucking ground. Okay. If you get another snowstorm, you got to test it out, see if it's government snow or if it's real snow. I hope it's government snow. <laughs> They've been doing such a shit job with everything else for the past forever, but <laughs> would love to see them try to, to do a government snow that never melts. True. Um, but, you know, uh, strange times. Last time you were on the podcast, we were in the Trump era. So now we're post Trump. It's the same thing. It sucks. <laughs> yeah. It fucking sucks. Yeah. Uh, I Full disclosure, voted for Biden. And I'm not psyched that I voted for Biden, especially now that he's dropping bombs on people before we can even get help. Yeah, our our country is still not even uh, where it should be. And they're are obviously doing stuff to these other countries that definitely seems wrong. Uh, and, and it's just mind blowing. Right? All right. Like so much for, the, you know, all this positive change that we were expecting. Uh, it just seems like we're just in this um, uh endless or like just endless endless war dude it sucks we can't even get the minimum wage increase can't get health care can't get fucking help for for the stimulus check no police reform just spend on the military drone strike people it's fucked up it's fucked up we voted it sucks that biden was the two-party system is realistically a one-party system yeah it's what it feels like because uh you know obviously we uh, voted for 
uh, this new president and we wanted to see some change and you know with the short term that he's um, you know been our president it's just like dude this shit hasn't gotten any better it sucks and the backlash is going to be that Trump runs runs in 2024 and just immediately sweeps everybody because people are going to be so fucking pissed yeah that that would be crazy I don't want to think that far ahead yet it, it's I've been thinking about that just from seeing Biden flip flopping like, yeah, you know, we're going to do the, the Iran deal. Actually, no, we're not. Oh, uh, we're going to stop the genocide in Yemen. Actually, no, we're not. It's like, bro, you said this two weeks ago and you're going back on it already. God damn. Yeah. It's like, come on, sleepy Joe, be consistent. You think, uh, you think he's going to die before his term runs up? I think he's going, man. I don't, I don't want to wish anybody, uh, you know, death but not yeah we're just speculating we're gambling i i want him to survive because i don't want kamala harris you know to to get bumped up and you thought you think things are bad now i can only imagine what it's going to be like if she's up there calling calling the shots but who knows maybe the you know the illuminati behind the scenes be like, yeah all right move up kamala but you're not doing shit we're still going to be you know pull, <laughs> pulling these strings just say what we yeah. want and you won't die Man, what a fucking shit show. Yeah, we're not like, obviously we, we wanted positive change and for things to move um, in, in a better direction, but it seems like we're kind of just, you know, stuck and to, to think, okay, and if we want to wait, you know, to the next election and then the chance of uh, getting Trump back or, you know, um, you know, what's going to happen to is Joe still going to be around? Will Kamala run? Like, you know, who, what better options are, are we going to have in the next four years? The the Dems just keep shooting themselves in the foot over and over and over again. And they keep not delivering on things. And that's what is just going to burn people. Yeah. Hopefully, Elon Musk will take volunteers to go to Mars. We're going to take the podcast to Mars. I'll see you guys never. Uh, <laughs> honestly, that would be... Uh, I've seen too many weird sci-fi movies that... I know if I went to Mars, it'd be a disaster. It would be like, um, what was that Matt Damon one? Was that the Martian? Ghost on Mars? No, no, no. It was the, the, the more recent one. But what was it, Matt Damon? Uh, where he had to like grow his own plants and potatoes and stuff. Oh. Uh, was it the Martian? The Martian. Yeah, yeah. that was the Martian. I thought he was referencing uh, Ghost on Mars where like there are aliens on Mars and then they start possessing people. That's on the moon. What, what, what was oh, that? Oh, yeah. That's, that is on the moon. Yeah. Wait, uh, th- there was a more recent one where the guy they're going to war on the moon. That was one that I didn't see. Oh, Ad Astra. I didn't watch that. It looked like dog shit. I feel like th- that's what happens um, when we finally reach the moon. If you catch what I'm saying. <laughs> 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 um, damn. Dan, this has been amazing. Yeah, thank you for having me back on. It's always fun. Yeah, I, I seriously uh, appreciate you uh, willing to come on and uh, you know obviously obviously talk about Warren and the human work LP and super stoked for that. Um, but yeah, it, it's always a good time uh, having you on the podcast. Uh, I, I'm glad that we've stayed in touch and you know still friends. And uh, yeah, I, I definitely appreciate you taking the time to do the podcast with me, dude. Yeah, thanks. It's like to be friends, like the just bullshit. Okay, but before we go, before we sign off, is there anything you want to shout out or plug? Yeah, um, human work. March 5th by the record from, from within, I think there's like less than 10 left. 
buy the tapes from Streets of Hate. I think there's less than 10 left. Um, support both those labels and uh, enjoy the record. We spent almost two years on it, and uh, that is a long time. <laughs> I'm really proud of it. Hell yeah. Definitely looking forward to it. Everybody listening, go support Warren and the SWB. And we thank you guys again for tuning in. We'll be back soon. 